0: in Bratislava is uh, some of the uh, uh bike paths uh that, you know the origin uh, so yeah, yeah i know that
1: these like meske zasahy like the, or um yeah, uh, yeah, these kind of things, you know, just so, like so, pa- yeah, painting so, on pavements.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, just to just to explain, uh, so they were trying to lobby uh, the the city government uh, to have these bike paths, you know, and they were like, oh no, it's not possible, blah blah blah. So uh, one day at 4 a.m., they just took the paint, <laughs> painted uh, the the bike path on the road, and uh, when when the maintenance came. Uh, the, the, after, after winter the, winter they opened the documentation the architectural documentation and they say, okay it's a road but c- clearly there's also a bike path here and which is not in the documentation but reality is reality, <laughs> bike path is there we can see it <laughs> so they said okay so the documentation is obviously wrong so they fixed the documentation which was the thing they wanted to do in the first place you know <laughs>
2: Hello everyone, welcome back to Tumbo Desk Podcast. My name is Tumbo Tambo and today we have a special guest with us, a man who wears many hats, a serial entrepreneur. A co-founder of Parallel Police in Prague and Bratislava, and a serial author of three books covering on crypto, biohacking, and anti-fragility during times of big changes. He's a member of the Network State, and the, together with Jakub, they organized physical meetups in Slovakia, tested the Network State app, and had the group calls with a biological person. Uh, joining with me is also Jakub Schmit, who is a co-founder of Wesesha and an author of is wisdom enterprising. And now, dear friends, here is Uri Bedna. Uri, welcome to um, Tumbo Desk Podcast. It's a great honor to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I'm looking forward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The pleasure is all, uh, all ours, Uri. Now let's jump right into the uh, topics we have aligned uh, up for today's discussion. Uh, let's first delve into your art. Uh, titled post covid uh, economic Re- recovery i've had I've the chance to read your thought provoking uh, article and really resonated with me your insights uh, on how covid-19 crisis acted as a catalyst for transformation in various aspects of our lives including technology business and uh, social dynamics on uh, the future of our social i mean society post pandemic were truly uh, captiv- uh, captivating in it, you outlined some key strategies for countries to bounce back uh, stronger. Could you please share with us the key ideas you wrote in this uh, thought provo- uh, thought-provoking article?
0: Sure, sure. So uh, first, uh, some background because <laughs> it's um, um, I was uh, I'm quite often discussing and criticizing what governments do. Uh, maybe. Uh, uh, similar to Jakub, I, when when you read his uh, Twitter feed, you always uh, see okay, this can be this can be done better, or um, uh, or criticizing uh, uh, what they actually do, and when you criticize people, uh, uh, as also in government, they often reply okay, so please. Uh, Tell me, <laughs> tell me what we should do. You know, you're so smart. So, so, uh, you know, where are your positive su- suggestions that anyone can criticize? Um, so I said, okay, if I wanted to, which I, I don't, uh, uh, I don't think, uh, I have any kind of influence over politics and I, the, I don't aspire to be a politician or even a, a political influencer. Um, but, um, uh, uh what, what was interesting to me is that many organizations think tanks nonprofits they they throw out these policy papers and they usually have a, like an agenda behind them so uh depends of you know if it's a you know a progressive think tank or libertarian think tank uh the content will be different um and um i wanted to try it out so uh, uh most of my work doesn't look uh, as serious as you know <laughs> written by a uh, by a whatever um an auditing co- company or a think tank but i wanted to kind of uh, play with it and and see where it goes uh so on one hand it's a little bit of a joke uh but uh, on the other hand i wanted to write a real policy paper so with with a with a good su- suggestions so um i think um the the uh, basically the the main point is uh, about the deregulation and uh, this is based on one uh, key uh, key element that i see that uh, um, many especially governments uh, and politicians and people working for the state uh, don't understand so uh, most uh, most of these people um they think that uh, the, the way that it works is they make up the rules and we all have to comply. That's basically, you know, you're a lawmaker, you write a law or uh, then it goes through whatever parliament president signs it, you know, and, uh, and the bill becomes a law and now everyone complies. Uh, so this is this is their po- point of view. Uh, but in reality, that's not the case at all. Uh, Because uh, we are uh, people of planet Earth and we can, uh, in many cases, uh, choose uh, uh, these uh, uh, regulatory frameworks. Of course, um, it's not uh, equal, it's not uh, evenly distributed. There are people with uh, some kinds of passports that cannot just easily, whatever, travel uh, wherever they want. Uh, there are even people who do not have um a government id or a travel document at all uh, so so uh we have to think about them uh but uh, in general most people can at least in some aspects uh, pick and choose so maybe you can travel but you can start a business uh in some other country maybe uh, or not even a country. Maybe maybe you move to the cypher and uh, and operate in this in this realm. Maybe we will talk about it a little bit later. Um, where we have seen it uh, was uh, during COVID is uh, when uh, when countries were uh, were doing uh, lockdowns. Uh, people were kind of choosing this regulatory framework. I, I was just in Mexico uh, two weeks ago. And there are many people who permanently moved to Mexico just because they didn't introduce any uh, lockdowns and um, uh, any any restrictions um, uh, for people. So uh, for these people, uh, Mexico was a good, good destination. And what is interesting is that they stayed. You know, now there are no lockdowns anywhere in the world. There are, uh, you know... You don't need a vaccination pass if that's important for you. Uh, uh, But uh, uh, but uh, these people state and the reason they state is okay. Uh, We've been here. We like it here and we know uh, that when something bad happens, um, probably uh, this country will not uh, be the the harsh one. So uh, Deregulation uh, combined with this uh, with this market for rules, for regulations um, uh, means that um, uh, when there's like a regulatory barrier anywhere in the world, be it uh, European Union and crypto, be it, uh, um, uh, for example, uh, uh, like basic liberties in in Russia or in China, all these things uh, create uh, a business opportunity for uh, competing countries uh, to uh, to offer a better service. That uh, that's basically the idea. So um, the the main idea was to promote the deregulation and, and to and to show uh, uh, this uh, this dynamic that that uh, that countries choose. So so one of the first example in 2014. Um, New York uh, State's first uh, superintendent for financial services introduced the bid license. So bid license was this um, uh, was was basically a license to provide um, uh, um, uh, that, that that companies needed uh, to uh, provide virtual currency services. So of course, again, this thinking, you know, I am whatever superintendent of financial services. I said you need a license and you all need to comply. And what happened, we we know uh, most of the companies just left New York and uh, did their business elsewhere. They said, okay, there are whatever, seven billion people on the planet. So uh, screw few, few million in New York. Yes, they are rich, they, they could be good customers, but it just doesn't make sense. And we have a, a whole new feel, whole uh, uh, opportunity to, to provide these services. So um, I wanted to, I enjoy looking at, the, at these dynamics, uh, but then I needed to be positive. I needed to say uh, to the countries, OK, what do they regulate in? And uh, and uh, uh, to, t- to tell them, OK, uh, this is what you need to do in order to attract business, in order to uh, promote this uh, post COVID recovery. Um, so basically, the main topics are attract the new crypto economy, uh, which uh, is happening mainly in uh, Latin America now, uh, maybe Africa, maybe some Asian countries. Uh, European Union just passed a super insane uh, um, uh, regulation um, called Markets in Cryptocurrency Assets (MiCA), and they basically kicked out all business uh, out of European Union. So. Uh, actually the closest uh, country where where they could go is switzerland which is not part of uh, of the eu um what is interesting is that this new crypto economy is very uniquely detached from territory so uh so it really doesn't matter you know you can have uh, programmers in paris uh, you know mm-hmm. living in the center of paris uh, working on a project that doesn't serve uh, customers from France at all, and <laughs> they can uh, they can serve customers from uh, from uh, whatever Panama. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. So uh, one of the first things, okay, if you want uh, these uh, these businesses, this uh, this new crypto economy, and it, uh, it's a whole new field uh, um, of of finance, basically, and probably not only finance uh, quite soon. Um, so you can either say okay we will regulate you and uh, then you basically informally kick them out or you can say come here please to do, uh, do the business uh, uh, in our country maybe employ some local people maybe uh, maybe spend some of the profits in our country uh, and uh, and you can do this so uh, and, and we can see it's, it's kind of like <laughs> uh some countries get it some countries uh, don't get it and they're kind of closed in their uh, in their uh, whatever parliament hall and uh, uh, <laughs> uh, government buildings and uh, don't see the the real world um for this, um i recommend it uh, 0% uh, tax for for uh, crypto income and especially capital gains uh 0% is not 0.1%, it's not 1%, it's not 5%, it's 0. 0 uh means um you don't need to do accounting. So the the problem is um I don't know what platforms uh, uh, your podcast is on uh uh, uh but uh, maybe uh you can use a new value to value uh, uh yeah value uh, value for value uh, streaming platforms where uh, listeners can stream you um, uh, some uh, uh, Satoshi through uh, through the Lightning Network, mm-hmm. uh, and for this uh, you would need to account for every minute. So so it's a streaming payment. It's not something that uh, that you have seen in finance uh, so far, you know. And you get uh, subs and you you get like a uh, tenth of US dollar cent. Uh, amount and then you need to account okay what was the exchange rate when you got it Uh, which is the same which is different for this minute and for the next minute it's streaming uh, per minute and then uh, when you spend it you need to weight average all the income and uh, like I I couldn't even imagine how how a tax declaration form for capital gains for this would look like It, it would be absolutely insane of course you can say okay uh, uh calculate all all the money i got in one day and uh, and uh, let's say okay let's take an average uh, exchange rate but even then you know every day someone clicks play on a podcast you receive 2 cents and uh, and it needs to go to that uh, to a tax declaration so um so actually i think 0% is the is the only thing that makes sense Uh, It's not outrageous, Uh, most countries have 0% uh, capital gains uh, for gold, for example, which used to be money. Uh, so money is not something that should be taxed. It's not, uh, it's not doing anything. It's not, uh, you know, earning interest. It's not, um, um it's not, uh, th- th- there's no capital appreciation. There's, uh, it's, it's not paying you dividends. It's, it's money. So you should not, um, uh, you should not, uh, be forced to do, uh, this kind of low level accounting. So, um, I'm not saying that uh, that um, uh, every country should abolish income tax. Uh, Of course, uh, it's the smartest thing to do, but (laughs) I will not win many friends. Uh, But for capital gains, it doesn't make any sense. So uh, there are actually many countries, especially in Latin America, uh, United Arab Emirates um, and many, uh, many countries. uh, in Asia, that actually uh, got the memo and uh, understand that this is not something that uh, that uh, you should do um, uh, to, to tax capital gains.
1: So it's basically like uh, Bitcoin is digital gold, and when you are not taxing gold, you shouldn't tax uh, Bitcoin or crypto more in generally. Uh, it's like a, like maybe like some kind of like moral justification. And then there is this practical justification that you also mentioned in the paper, the uh, like um, some new instruments like uh, flash loans. Uh, that they have exactly. no no duration uh, and uh, wrapped btc and these kind of things so it's like maybe probably you would need like an ai to do a tax return for you but uh, probably the eu will ban <laughs> all the chat gpt and, and yes. some kind of ai so so it's kind of like um uh, yeah, it's just uh, impractical. Actually, I I, I did uh, tax returns once uh, for crypto, just like to to just to test it, <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it was not easy. It's uh, it was just um yeah just playing with numbers. I mean, I really tried hard. Yeah. It took me a couple of maybe a couple of hours and and then i settled on some number <laughs> and just reported and, it
0: and and you were probably just buying and selling you know uh, so yeah yeah
1: just so buying selling no, on uh... no flash
0: loans no, no. weird uh, instruments you know you have new kinds of derivatives you have streaming payments as i said you know you have all these new things that uh, uh that uh, like yeah
1: yeah there was uh it was like uh trade uh, well trading uh selling buying and also a bit of mining but just like not uh not directly but like just like paying for a service that it was it was like genesis yes, mining ba- yes. back in the days and then i kind yes. of tried to calculate some average uh uh and basically, what I settled is like how much money I put in, how much I took out, and and somehow I don't know did some average there and so and something yeah. that I liked it was like okay maybe this I can report uh, yeah I just yeah just to, uh, to try it out and um, I probably I won't do it again <laughs> you know maybe just hodling hodling until the, the system breaks or something yeah, yeah I don't know yeah yeah, yeah. it was it's um, the best
0: strategy definitely uh, yeah. if you. If you uh, don't uh, have uh, realized capital gains uh, means you don't sell, you don't pay capital gains uh, tax. So um, this is actually not about uh, uh, not about not paying taxes. Uh, That's the easier part. You know, if you don't have income, you don't pay income tax. If you don't have capital gains, uh, you don't pay capital gains tax. Uh, So actually not paying taxes is super easy. You just don't do. Those things that are text, uh, of course, um, it is uh, uh, important to know how to do it. But uh, but for, for example, um, if we are talking about capital uh, gains tax on crypto, usually the easiest thing to do is uh, just uh, use the crypto as collateral for loans. So that's what uh, all the rich people do. You know, Elon Musk is, uh, is not paying margin... income tax. Because Margin he, loans. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. He he puts in uh, his uh, Tesla stock um, uh, to the bank, says, this is collateral. This is uh, the, the uh, w- what is backing my loan. Please give me $10 million. It's not income, so it's tax-free. And you don't pay any taxes. So, like, uh, I, I'm not uh, as much promoting, uh, you know, lowering the tax burden. I'm uh, promoting uh lowering the mental burden that you have to deal with if you want to participate in this uh, in this new economy yeah so
1: yeah i mean maybe a smart thing to do would be just like some kind of subscription fee you know like balaji in the network state i think he also kind of you know like you enter some kind of jurisdiction and you kind of have some uh subscription fee but if you uh, like yeah. like a member or something but if you uh, want to exit uh, the exit should be as uh, as simple and as easy as possible uh, I think the more i mean the the easier the exit the the more ethical the kind, the jurisdiction is and so then you can maybe also compare or do some kind of jurisdictions shopping. you also mentioned that there are like this um uh you you used in the in the policy paper and also now you mentioned like a supermarket of uh, regulations so it's like yes. a, n- a nice term so maybe if you can elaborate on that <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a, it's like, uh, uh, you know, it's basically the same process uh, as if you are buying a car. You know, you go go to a car dealership and you see, okay, I like this one. Uh, maybe I will use this car for trips with my family. Maybe I will use uh, this car uh, when I want to, uh, whatever, ride in the desert. And uh, and uh, you can pick and choose. Uh, Often you don't have to buy; you can you can actually rent, uh, or it's like you know whatever choosing bread or or something like that. And we are in this situation. Uh, most people think uh, that all the regulations come bundled with their citizenship, uh, which is not the case. You know, um, most people can open business uh, in countries uh, where they are not even a resident. You you cannot do it physically there without work permit, uh, usually. But um, but uh, you can you can open a company in the US online, you know, and it can cost a uh, hundred dollars or even even less in, in New Mexico or, or Wyoming or something like that. So uh, so for business, uh, you can choose uh, jurisdiction. Um, uh, you uh, It used to be the case that you could choose uh, your banking jurisdiction, this is becoming increasingly hard and and, uh, it it is uh, quite difficult to actually open a bank account without residency, uh, even if you have a company somewhere, even a company bank account is uh getting harder but uh, here you can choose the crypto jurisdiction which uh, doesn't ask uh, for anything you just uh, generate a random number and uh, you have an account <laughs> uh, so that's that's quite easy um of course we pick uh, um countries where we uh where we spend time or uh, for le- leisure for travel Um, But uh, also uh, these can be also used for consumptions. For example, if uh, you live in a country with uh, uh, super high uh, consumption taxes, such as value added tax or sales tax or import uh, uh, duties and and these uh, things, uh, customs, Then you can actually go somewhere else where uh, where you can do these things. So in this case, consume uh, for for a lot less. So um, just a super, super simple example uh, that I used to do is uh, uh, when I traveled uh, in the US, I was doing um, uh, shopping for um, any kind of uh, supplements and medicine uh, because uh, uh over-the-counter medicine uh is much cheaper in the us than in europe uh, maybe it's because of taxes maybe it's because uh, of the uh, of the amount uh, in pill but i realized okay this is half the price uh, and you don't need to choose everything you know you can say okay but in the us uh, i don't want to buy an apartment in San Francisco because it's not safe and it's expensive. I don't want to um, buy whatever. Uh, uh, um, uh, I don't want to spend money for surgery in the US. That's crazy expensive. I would rather go to uh, either Dubai or Switzerland or Netherlands for uh, for medical tourism. So uh, so it's like uh, it's like uh, kind of breaking apart uh, this notion of this is my passport. This says uh, which country I'm citizen of and I have to use all of their services. Uh, No, you don't have to. Uh, I'm not saying it is always possible. Uh, I'm definitely not saying it's cheap uh it it can be uh, more expensive but uh but there are options at least to think about and uh in many cases one of the one of the best options is the crypto jurisdiction which doesn't discriminate uh um you know that uh, what is what is super weird you know we are we are uh listening to all this talk about you know non-discriminating people uh, and all the countries or most of the countries discriminate uh, based on passport, you know, and it it is like uh, super insane. You know, you have these fields at the universities uh, about, you know, inclusivity and non-discrimination. And then there's a guy coming or or, or a girl or uh, whoever, a human uh, coming with the wrong passport and they say no, you know, or 30 days and then go away, you know. Yeah. Weird, yeah. Right?
1: So- yeah, I think that's the like. Uh, I mean, Balaji says you have to start with moral justifi- justification first, you know. And especially in crypto, you know, it started like um, you know with the Genesis block and it's like criticism of uh, the 2008 financial crisis. So it's like it's kind of baked into in into crypto, like this kind of mo- also some kind of moral critique of. Of society and here like with the pseudonymous e- economy you know it's always it's like uh, often uh like vilified and kind of um you know it's just uh, but um but it's actually the pseudonymous economy means uh, like true meritocracy because you don't know if you yes. are it could be like a, a like a i don't know a young girl somewhere from from africa uh just like coding or doing better, or being a better writer or better coder than someone who is like Ivy League educated from Brooklyn and you know, and with the AI, yeah. you know, as a symbiotic intelligence uh you know the, the, uh, like people all around the world have now really a chance to create their own stories content code uh, to di- to disrupt the the legacy institutions and i think they will fight back you know and use these all these like kind of um uh yeah i mean kind of outdated concepts or just like scaremongering that it's like i, I don't know they're protecting But what they are protecting is not the diversity, but like some kind of full diversity. You know, it's just like uh, some token diversity, but it's basically centralization uh, in these guys. Or you could even say. how How
0: would you even? Justify pro- uh, protecting diversity in this way? I, no, I no, don't... because
1: you you can have this like token diversification or faux diversity uh, the, the, the diversity. Sorry, no diversification. Like basically, you know, like what you see in Hollywood. Let's say you have like some kind of quotas for I don't know the, uh, various oh, ethnicities, okay. but it's uh, but it's centralized because it's like the American concept of diversity, you know. But you could have like yeah. I don't know, there are 40 something tribes in Kenya, 42 or 43 Five. Yeah, 42. 42, okay, I still get it. I still remember it. So, you know, and there are sub sub tribes within those tribes, you know, and, uh, you know, each of these tribes can create their own stories. And they're actually quite different. They might be like different, more different cultures than let's say us and Norwegians or something like that. Okay. So and, you know, and uh, they, you know, if they are creating stories, I don't know, using, let's say some centralized AI, and now they will be offered some images that are basically like the us-centric or some kind of like anglo-saxon okay. uh woke cul- culture kind of thing but you know but maybe they just want to create like their stories uh based on like their tribe or various tribes from let's say one region uh, of kenya and um You know, so therefore, like uh, something like stable diffusion or like uh, some uh, decentralized AI is kind of uh, crucial. But sorry, we kind of moved to the AI topic. But like, but I think the principle here, it's uh, the pseudonymous economy, I think is also like important, like as a as a moral critique or justification that Mm -hmm. you, you want true meritocracy and so um, through diversity so it's kind of you know like the bl- blind auditions in uh, let's say in music in um mm-hmm. uh, yeah in classical music so i think it's the same principle you know so it's of course it's also for the persecuted and um, dissidents but it's also like for anyone who just like kind of preventing um the preventing discrimination is baked into the technology you know because with AI AI filters now you could actually you could sound British and you could look I don't know as you want you know with some AI filters coming soon to Zoom or to, to other other places and yeah, so, yeah I think
0: yeah. I I think I can turn myself into into at least a cat I don't know if they have cool lions like <laughs> like, like do you guys but. <laughs> uh, yeah uh but uh, yeah so so i th- i think this is, this was actually uh kind of the the point uh of the uh, of the original internet i i remember you know i was uh when i first um uh, started using uh, the internet i was uh, i was basically going out of elementary school and in, into high school so i was like i i don't know <laughs> Um, 14 not even that you know 12 you know and uh uh, you entered chat rooms you uh you entered uh online discussions there were no photos it was all terminal based and Mm -hmm. uh and we were interacting you know and uh i i could talk to a whatever a professor from stanford and first of all they had no idea that i was like some uh 12-year-old dude from Slovakia, which they never heard of probably, you know, um uh, usually confused with uh, Slovenia, uh, so if I told them, they asked me how was the war. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that, that's that's kind of uh, the fun thing. But but no, we we were not even discussing these things. You know, we were talking about opinions of the world. You know, technologies uh, and everything. And you didn't even need an AI. You needed a good uh, written English. Uh, and that's that's how. Uh, that, that was the only thing that could kind of uh, uh, tell uh, tell your uh, non-standard story in in this in this, uh, uh, in this um, uh, like very early internet because most of the uh, users were from the US, but we were we were connecting from all around the world slowly, and uh, and that was great. Um, And I think this is uh, this is coming to uh, to uh, current Internet, even though we have, you know, Zoom calls, we can uh, everyone can uh, see our faces uh, if we don't uh, use filters and uh, our our voice voices and and so on. But. um, uh again bitcoin was created by uh, a pseudonymous person and we only know his her theirs <laughs> writing style and that's ba- that's basically it uh, and some opinions and and we can read the white paper we can see the code so uh so that's the true meritocracy and i think it's coming back i think the uh, the coolest projects uh, in crypto and not only in crypto are um uh, are uh, pseudonyms and it's quite interesting because of course uh you need to gain trust uh and uh, that is hard if uh, if you don't have a, a reputation to lose uh but uh, it also creates a very interesting social dynamic so for for example what is different uh, to um uh, to the network state concept I was just uh, talking about it with uh, people from darkfi uh, so so network state uh, has this concept of uh, uh, on-chain history of of the network state you know you have kind of a, a sensors you can prove um uh, who attends a meetup you can uh, you can um uh, you can prove on-chain funds and so on And um, on the other side of this is this like pure meritocracy uh, where nothing is seen on chain. You know, there is a a decentralized organization where people are voting, but no one sees who uh, voted how. uh, There are only zero knowledge proofs and you can only see, okay, um, uh, this suggestion passed, this one didn't. And you don't know uh, uh, who voted how you did. You don't even know if it was like... uh, um, uh, if it was like, uh, close, or if it was like 90%, 10%, you just have a mathematical proof, uh, that, uh, that it went according to plan, uh, or, or uh, or, uh, to the original setup of the, of the voting uh, mechanism. You don't know who owns how many tokens. Um, uh, and then that re- removes things like status, you know, because even now, when, when you look at decentralized organizations, um. Uh, people are voting uh, uh, in a way that resembles the high status people of their community, you know, um, a founder, like, uh, for example, in in Ethereum, uh, what uh, Vitalik Buterin says is more important than what Uri says, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which should be the case, uh, I have to say, because I don't have a uh, skin in the game in, in Ethereum uh, that much, but um, Uh, But here uh, uh, you uh, don't even know uh, what your heroes uh, vote for and sometimes you don't even know who they are and uh maybe you cannot even connect uh, uh their, their handles so so if they don't have a, like a permanent identity even though it's pseudonymous, uh then uh, then it creates uh something very interesting because you cannot just rely on this uh, status hierarchy and uh, and say okay i, I uh you know Jakub is smart i will al- always uh, vote like him uh which is uh, which is uh, Your students pre- probably. <laughs> yeah you told you told me how you voted in the last election so you're unfortunately <laughs> i'm not voting with you no i don't vote so <laughs>
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it was just like uh, our twitter discussion uh, kind of i was a bit yes. slow actually these two days so like but i kind of i kind of had the sense that there is this this joke that you actually, I don't know, either put like an empty ballot or you didn't know.
2: No, but, uh,
1: but I was like I was looking for maybe there is a slight chance that you have like this one candidate that I missed, you know, some kind of uh, Martin Poliacic or something, you know, who is I, I, not I have I have yeah. my candidate uh, It's okay. myself,
0: uh, okay. and I choose myself so usually it means reading a book in the bath or, you know, enjoying okay. my life or doing <laughs> something uh, actually yes. useful for the future. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, if you want to vote, nothing against you. But uh, yeah, uh, so so this is interesting. uh, If you if uh, if this uh, type of social uh, dynamic um, uh, kind of prevails in the in this uh, crypto economy, then I don't know. I I. I honestly don't know what what would be the, the result. I think it's just an an yeah. interesting experiment. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think there is a way how to square the circle, but I I guess there are different notions of it. But like, biology has this like pseudonymous economy concept where you have like the pseudonym is like you you actually accrue a reputation over time, but it's pseudonymous, so it's not like pure anonymous like fortune yes. where you have like a purely disposable identity, and then you do like the zero zero knowledge proofs and mm-hmm. you can actually kind of like uh, transfer karma to a new pseudonym somehow mm-hmm. like that's yeah. like that's the point but i think yeah i mean your broader point is like that actually this could be like um, you uh it's like this uh, uh, pseudonymity or anonymity is like collective good so it's like uh, you know some kind of parallel society with some kind of filter kind of protects it you know like also like with uh, uh, Balaji also mentions like how Monero if I understand well it's like it's uh, you are kind of hiding in the crowd right so it's like not uh, you know but you need the crowd to to blend in or to hide so you need like these people to, to, to trust and then uh, the other things are I guess about experimentation like which um, yeah I mean I, I understand uh, uh, your point and I think that it can, so, somehow it, it through experimentation uh, like some um, good level of what is the viable level of pseudonymity or even maybe anonymity or some mm-hmm. kind of uh, yeah like people um, uh, yeah like uh, voting that is not uh, kind of um, attributable to uh, certain people I mean it's it, uh, it's. I think these, these uh, yes. things are like um, or notions are interesting and, and needs to be t- tested. I don't think it's like uh, it goes like a hundred percent against like these uh, on chain census or on chain um, so You can uh, have proofs. Yeah. So you can, you can say like zero knowledge proofs yeah. but probably but... They, they they can be like on a collective level but they can be still yes. provable but you don't need it but the, the wealth yes. of uh, individuals can remain kind of like uh, uh somehow anonymized yes. if I, th- if th- I there,
0: there are uh, there is uh homomorphic encryption or zero knowledge proofs the question is uh if you can uh, go uh to a sovereign with a zero knowledge proof of on-chain funds and uh, uh you know we are uh, uh, I, li- I like this saying by paul rosenberg uh, he says that uh we live in in a, a in a, a space age uh, like uh, technologically in a in a space age with uh, with bronze age rulership structures so uh so we still do petitions where you have to write your name and uh, you know permanent address and uh, physical signature if you want to uh, if you want to, uh, ask, uh, the state to do something. So I wonder, you know, if, if you came and you said, uh, Oh, we have, a you know, a network state and we want this from you. And here is, uh, 20 pages of binary z- zero knowledge proofs, uh, which can verify that, <laughs> that we command, you know, uh, we, we, uh, collectively own this much money. And, uh, this is, uh, their attendance. I, I don't know if, uh, if anyone... Yeah, yeah. I, I, could... I, I get it.
1: <laughs> I, I think that's maybe just like one of the proofs, but if you created some kind of like building man or some favela fest or something like building man kind of festival and you yeah. probably you would build like a whole uh, quarter of a city like whole i don't know couple of buildings and it they would you know they would be like pleasant and nice and you would uh, see yeah. like some kind of high skilled high quality people like hanging around there not causing any trouble like being uh, like nice and probably this would be like proof like you know like somebody like you know like balaji has this concept of a reverse tornado so it's like tornado tearing down uh, houses and like taking them away but imagine like a reverse process you know you have some mm-hmm. uh crypto bros or girls and then suddenly they build like like uh oh. like some street or a couple of houses some cul-de-sac um well, uh, it's, it in it's two what... months, so people would be like, "Okay, this is possible," and we want more of these guys. You know, they're bringing business. Probably, this would be like the uh, like a nice proof. You know,
0: like <laughs> we can build things. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um, uh, it's um, uh, I I I like to say that uh, we kind of reverse entropy as humans. You know, we we create. So normally things uh, turn into. Uh, chaos and uh, <laughs> uh, you know um, uh, uh, thermal zero basically and that's that's the fate of the universe but we can temporarily reverse this process and create something in Paraguay we have a uh, uh, Mennonites uh, which is a, a, a minority um, speak some uh, some kind of old uh, germanic lang- language and they're very productive they produce uh, i think most of the food uh, in uh, in paraguay they're very uh, technologically advanced and uh, there was this case uh, uh, i think last year uh, when uh, uh, there was a river and they they had to go around the river uh, to the market and also with the machines and and everything so they built a uh, bridge over the river and they didn't ask anyone they just built a bridge and it's like a real bridge it's not you know from wood it's like uh, like an like an engineering achievement it's like a big bridge uh, like we have over danube you know yeah i have seen the picture and it's it's like a, a big bridge for cars and for for tractors and and machinery and they have done it without asking anyone, illegally, <laughs> basically. And they was like, oh, okay, so who do you think you are, you guys? You know, you're just you just build a bridge. And I'm like, yes, of course, we needed the bridge uh, across this river, so we built it. We're like, what's what's the big deal? <laughs> um, maybe you know, um, another example of this in in Bratislava is uh, some of the uh, uh, bike paths. Uh, the, the you know the origin. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, I know that
1: these like mesquizes, like the or um yeah uh, yeah these kind of things, you know, just so, like so, pay, yeah painting so, on pavements.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so uh, just to just to explain. Uh, so they were trying to lobby uh, the the city government uh, to have these bike paths, you know, and they were like, oh no, it's not possible, blah blah blah. So uh, one day at four a.m., they just took the paint. <laughs> Painted the the bike path on the road, and uh, when when the maintenance came, uh, the the after after winter the winter they opened the documentation, the architectural documentation, and they say okay, it's a road, but clearly there's also a bike path here and which is not in the documentation but reality is reality <laughs> bike path is there we can see it so they said okay so the documentation is obviously wrong so they fixed the documentation which was the thing they wanted to do in the first place you know uh, mm-hmm. but uh, creating it in reality and then uh, then just changing the documentation to match reality sometimes uh, sometimes easier one more thing i wanted to point out which uh, about this anonymity and um um uh, and, and and voting and meritocracy uh what is uh, uh, i think important uh, at least to discuss uh, is this unbundling of status it's the same as unbundling of regulations so um i said uh, with regulations you need uh, 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 you can pick and choose and you can say, OK, I want to do business according to this regulation. I want to do my uh, leisure according to different set of regulations. And I think um, uh, this pseudonymous economy, if you have uh, many identities uh, or not even identities, maybe you don't, you just need a token like a skin in the game, um, then uh, 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 then you can unbundle status. And I think that's quite interesting because... Me studying at a good university and having a degree from artificial intelligence doesn't make me a good writer. it uh, doesn't make me a good leader uh, in another context it doesn't make me uh, you know uh, a good person to uh, decide about uh, uh, about uh, let's say human resources in a company and so on um, so uh, I think uh, we rely on status too much in our society, and uh, I wonder—I don't again—I don't know the the answer to this, but I wonder if uh, if uh, these kind of anonymous organizations um, uh, won't uh, allow us to actually uh, kind of uh, uh, like if we imagine a person as a number which is basically the the status in the in the hierarchy you know you are the president you are the ceo of the company so so you can compare people according to just one one number and um and maybe uh it's more like a vector uh and this vector space uh mathematically is uh not always comparable so you cannot always compare two vectors so when uh you know Jakub is a good dad and uh, whatever i'm a, i'm a good uh, writer it doesn't make either of us better than the other you know we're just uh, just uh, completely another uh, another um uh, dimension in the in the vector space so uh maybe if we are uh, creating a collabor- collaborative book uh uh maybe my vote uh, should count a little bit more and maybe if we are organizing an event for children maybe Akup's uh, vote should count more uh, but we kind of don't do this you know we we say okay who is the most important person in the room so <laughs> so uh We'll see. I'm hopeful <laughs> for this.
1: Yeah. Also, like, just bring it back to the um, uh, the, the post-COVID recovery. Just like uh, you know, like I think that time it like things uh, cha- change slowly and then suddenly. And I think after COVID, that's where actually this policy paper by Uri actually. Um, I think the governments they don't really know what they're up to because it's something like. Uh, like when the the old media lost their monopoly power because of Google News. So it's something similar now with remote work becoming like a moral innovation and with Starlink becoming like the technological innovation uh what happened to San Francisco that actually the tech talent uh, kind of they moved from San Francisco to to Miami in like one year <laughs> you know and, and also the spirit and, and the, the freshness and everything kind of moved to Miami and the the San Francisco I don't know the the commercial real estate kind of collapsed there or is collapsing as okay. we speak uh, meaning like some buildings uh, are selling for 80% less than in they were valued in, before COVID in 2019 so this kind of cautionary tale I mean maybe not that extreme maybe not that sudden that, that but that can happen definitely in Slovakia or other places and maybe you would have like some winners like Miami uh, you know or Dubai like for uh, you know now also Balaji has this concept of longitudinal arbitrage so basically people can work on a similar uh, time zone you know and you can work mm-hmm. from dubai and cover like loads of places or from miami or from paraguay and cover the whole u.s and so i think uh, the governments also and not just governments but also cities uh, needs to get serious about about it so just to, to bring it home the post covid recovery and so do, do you guys you? yeah it's <laughs>
2: true what you said jacob i think those are, are quite uh Fascinating uh, perspective. Let's guys try to shift our gears to the next topic of longevity and uh, medical tourism. Your insight has been uh, thought-provoking. Uh, you're right, I find the concept of medical tourism uh, fascinating, but there are concerns about the ethical implication and access to healthcare for local populations, maybe even in Africa. How can countries ensure uh, a fair and equitable system but also uh, leverage this opportunity to enhance their recovery? Yes,
0: um so uh most uh healthcare systems, especially public healthcare systems, are broken and they don't work uh for uh for majority of population. Uh they're just broken differently. So uh medical tourism uh, allows uh, you to uh Make use of uh, the the aspect of the system uh, that is not broken in a different country so uh, for example um, uh, uh, in uh, um, in Latin America you can get uh stem cell treatments quite easily uh, which are not as easy you can get them in the u s for example but uh, but um, there are more limitations more regulations um, then uh, like uh uh, access uh, uh, to healthcare care uh, is different in different countries and different, uh, again, cannot be compared easily. So, um, uh, for example, if you have money and you have uh, a, a very, um, a very serious medical condition, then probably the first thing you would do is take a flight to the U.S., uh, but that means you should have ten million dollars, uh, which not many people uh, have. Um, so, what do people like us, uh, or at least like me, who don't have ten million dollars, uh, what should we do? Um, is it fly to Argentina, where healthcare is free, uh, if I can afford a plane ticket and and they will let me in? Uh, Probably not, because if I go to Argentina, uh, yes, it is free, uh, but I will have to wait three years uh, because it's a socialist system and uh, they don't have enough capacity. So. um, So the real question is, uh, uh, is how to uh, uh, what to do in in any particular situation? Um, I don't know, uh, like. which one to criticize and how to how to offer solutions Uh, but i will tell you my experience so uh, so my experience has been that i'm not um, uh, i'm not a member of uh, uh, or i don't use uh, public uh, insurance i use private company um, which uh, uh, so in in slovakia uh, uh, you have um, a socialist healthcare system basically so you can uh, you can choose uh, some insurance providers. There are, I think, three right now. Um, you can uh, you can sh- uh, somehow choose medical provider. Also, not super freely, but uh, uh, at least it's uh, it's constrained uh, by the by the borders of the country and by the fact uh, 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 that they have a, uh, or don't have a, a contract with your insurance company. So. There are limitations, uh, but the major limitation is uh, that the state sets the price and they don't specify what your coverage is. So if I uh, break my knee, uh, I can't say, okay, uh, should I go to uh, to uh, a private doctor tomorrow because uh, they will serve me tomorrow? uh, But. uh, I uh, pay higher price, but I don't care because uh, I'm insured or should I wait for three weeks until, uh, 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 let's say, cheaper doctor or public doctor will see me. So I don't have choice in this. Uh, the, the price is set. And actually, uh, I have um, um, I have I have basically some abstract coverage of healthcare, but they don't say, OK we will pay for this treatment and not for this treatment. Or, uh, you know, if, you, if we can't find the uh, right doctor for you in three days, you can go to a provider that doesn't have a contract with us. Um, I like to compare this, for example, to, uh, to car insurance. So uh, car insurance uh, is uh, usually not about uh, the uh, insurance company providing you with a the, with the service. Uh, they uh, provide you with the financial um, coverage. So I go to any authorized uh, uh, car service. They will fix my car. I get an invoice. I go to my insurance company and I say, OK, um, uh, this is the invoice. Uh, this is the invoice for the for the service. Please, uh, please refund me because I'm insured. Um, with healthcare in most parts of the world, uh, it's not financial. You do not uh, have a financial relationship uh, with free market prices with your healthcare provider, uh, but uh, it's somehow you know uh, the, the 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 insurance com- company somehow abstractly covers you. Uh, so. What I what I've seen so so when you move away you can opt out from uh, from the public healthcare system and you can um, you can get a truly you know uh, uh, capitalist <laughs> uh, free market uh, insurance. Uh, what is interesting, it is cheaper than uh, than public healthcare system for me. Uh, it is uh, uh, it covers me. I have a program which covers me everywhere but the US so everywhere except the uh, USA I, I can opt in for USA but that basically doubles the price <laughs> uh so so i said okay i'll uh, i survive on switzerland healthcare providers <laughs> if uh, in case something bad happens to me uh, so so it's cheaper and it's available to me because i am the person who finds uh, the healthcare provider for Um, There are some limits on the on the coverage of uh, on the on the price of the coverage, uh, but it's up to me to uh, to find a provider that will serve me soon in high quality anywhere in the world except uh, of the of the U.S. Um, So what that means uh, to me is that it is cheaper for me. It is immediately available because every doctor wants cash. Uh. Uh, if If uh, they get uh, reimbursed by a public health insurance company, they will wait for a few months or years to get the money and maybe they won 't get it If I pay paid, paid out of the pocket and I get reimbursed they don 't care you know they fix my knee they they get their money and i and I live and that 's it um, and and also, sorry, just to ask, yes. this
1: is also available in Slovakia. Like to uh, the the doctors will uh, agree and yes. you can pay them. Yeah. Yes,
0: uh, I will tell you my exact experience. Uh, I use uh, also uh, Central Europeans, so so not only Slovak but also Czech uh, um, uh, Czech uh, providers, and uh, it it not only works but it works better. Uh, because if my uh, first uh, words when I call them say hello uh, my name is Juraj Bednar I pay cash uh, so I'm, uh, I'm not in the public healthcare system They always have time for me tomorrow or on Monday or something like that. (laughs) And if I forget to tell this, they say, oh, okay, can you come in November or something like this? So so, yeah, but uh, actually in in Thailand, uh, it's quite popular. Right. I mean, I
1: I watch one guy who is like into electric cars and uh, he has like seriously ill uh, wife. And they are in Thailand because of that, you know, and they're from Australia but they're in Thailand, which is interesting. And yes. I think India, and even I think in Kenya, the, the medical tourism is uh, well and alive. And it's because these countries have this tradition of uh, cash, cash-based payments, you know, yes. and especially for non-emergencies, it's quite, uh, uh, quite ethical. And it's like, uh, uh, and the emergencies should be covered by some uh, insurance, right? But like for um, yeah like for non non emergencies you know like dentists usually they 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 provide a high quality service and and they are also there also there is this tradition of cash payments even in slovakia with dentists and of course you can have some combination but uh, but okay but this this is interesting to know that Georgia. you can use it in,
0: in yeah yeah i i tell it to all my friends because the other thing is that uh, uh, you should uh, First of all, insurance uh, is for um, for things that are low probability, high impact. Uh, so actually, healthcare insurance is not insurance because uh, most ninety ninety percent of uh, the cost of healthcare is spent in the last three years of your life. You don't know where it is, but uh, but but this is how it works. So it's basically you're saving money uh, in. A scheme that is called insurance but you're basically saving money for the last three years of life because normally it's service you know with a health checkup and whatever you break a bone and you have some you know mild uh, um, uh, mild uh, uh, condition so so first thing uh, to understand is uh, that uh, you are not actually like in in normal situation you're not actually spending real money on healthcare um i have tried this um uh, i i have uh, some health condition right now and i'm i i can uh, test it out and uh, i uh, i was not actually able to spend a a lot of money. Uh, I chose a program with uh, 1,000 euros deductible. So first 1,000 euros come out of the pocket. Uh, Mm -hmm. The the reason is uh, uh, I'm not I don't want to pay for maintenance from insurance, you know? So, uh, so, uh, again, car analogy, I, I think, the, uh, the people say that all car metaphors are wrong, but I will use it anyway. You know, uh, you need to change oil from time to time. You know, you need to check the brakes. You need to, uh, replace the tires that's life and it's not insurance. Everyone needs some ca- kind of, uh, health care and not uh, not healing but but normal healthcare. um and i realized that even in slovakia it is super cheap it is uh i was um, um uh i was at the doctor uh where there were uh three specialists so doctor nurse and then then a technician who was uh, who was uh, uh doing some kind of medical checkup with machinery so with capital uh i spent uh Two hours there, so either with with two or with one person. Uh, so uh, let's say let's say uh, three uh, man hours of highly qual- qualified people, um, including quite expensive machinery to to test me up, uh, and I paid forty euros, and this is so around forty dollars and this is uh, uh, of of course you cannot compare it to whatever thailand africa prices are different everywhere uh but uh, what i want to relate it uh, to is that 90 minute uh, thai massage is more expensive than this you know mm-hmm. and they they studied but they didn't study for uh, Six years uh, at medical school and uh, uh, the only thing they need uh, is to play calm music, turn off the lights and put me on a mattress, you know, they don't need machines to, <laughs> so, so capital so, um, so this is very interesting uh, so uh, people think that, uh, that healthcare is actually uh, quite expensive and it can be if you have a serious condition and you need like 24-7 care or something like that uh, then yes, that's what, what you need to cover by insurance, but, uh, normal maintenance is actually super cheap and, uh, and you can get it if you get it outside of insurance, uh, then I believe that in many countries you will, you will get a better service than, uh, than waiting for, uh, for a provider, um, uh, that is compatible with your insurance program. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, so uh, back to your, uh, back to your question, uh, Duke, uh, uh, you ask if it's ethical and if it's uh, available and inclusive. Uh, so I switched from socialist healthcare, which is like equal for all and, you know, uh, paid from uh, basically insurance uh, that is, uh, that is called a tax. Uh, I switched to a, cheaper service that covers all the world except of the U.S., not only one country, uh, I get better service. I'm serviced immediately uh, and I get coverage for the things that you really need insured, you know, uh, not, uh, not, not maintenance. And I can, I can uh, pick my providers uh, at will. So I don't know if this is a solution for everyone uh but uh i i was trying to calculate how much money uh would um, uh would the country save uh if they basically uh uh securitized uh, the uh uh, the healthcare insurance Uh, so basically uh, package people and uh, into cohorts because it's based on age Uh, that that is also an important thing to say uh, that when you are 70 years old uh, this will be expensive but uh, you need to save for that Uh, uh, when you are 20, it's uh, super cheap because it's uh, like really um, not really black swan events, but like highly improbable events that you are uh, being insured against. Um, so, the country itself would uh, save a lot of money if they used the commercial her- healthcare insurance. So, it's like you cannot uh, walk around it, you know, the, the systems, the healthcare systems that we have are so ineffective. Uh, that even the, the like super profit driven alternative, uh, is, uh, a, a lot cheaper, uh, than, uh, than, uh, than this system. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I highly recommend, uh, looking, uh, for markets and not, uh, not, uh, like people are quite fearful of markets. So when it comes to healthcare, you know, say, you know, uh, uh healthy uh healthies what uh what what did they say uh, uh it's a right uh, not the not it's, a it's a no it's no, no, a no right
1: not a product you know and you are you are a citizen you yeah, yeah. are a citizen not a
0: consumer product yeah. Yeah. yes yeah. yes but uh, you know um you can live with a, without the healthcare provider most of the time uh, you can't live without food and we <laughs> we don't uh, give a responsibility for feeding us to the state we go to the supermarket and buy the tomatoes ourselves you know from mm-hmm. the super capitalist providers so um i don't know but uh, i think that uh, that this this public healthcare system has a problem and uh, for me, if if I had a problem, I would uh, insured or or not, I would definitely fly to either Dubai or uh, Thailand or Panama or Switzerland, and uh, and and just go to 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 a clinic and and try to try to uh, get it. And again. In most countries it's uh, cheaper than most people think you know we hear horror stories from the us uh, but
1: uh, yeah, yeah 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 but i think there is a broader a broader point here that it's not like maybe even ideological is that uh you know there are people like also like i follow this like youtuber uh he's called electric viking and his wife is sick <laughs> you know and he he they they are from australia but they didn't choose the yes. australian system that but they went to thailand so the the I think the deeper point here is also like the this like what Balaji calls the ascending world and the the declining world, you know. So it was, you know you can have like com- countries that are on the rise. They might be uh, poorer in poorer in te- terms of GDP, you know, or, or lower or m- middle income countries, uh, but the, uh, they actually have figured out something like uh, better, you know. And of course, there's uh, there could be some hybrids like Singapore has like. Okay, it's like compulsory, but you are saving, you have your saving accounts. But actually, what is in Slovakia, uh, it's like, uh, it's just another name for a tax, you know, for because yes. you, you are not saving, your health choices don't matter. And what is unethical here, I think, is that, uh, okay, the waiting times are unethical when you, I don't know, have a back pain and you have to wait for like a half a year. It's like, you know, you're living in hell for a half year. How much money would you give for, for that? And And then it's usually also about connections. If you know some doctors, you get preferential treatment. So it's kind of like half socialism. Here, and I think, and also what is unethical is that actually even the doctors and, uh, you know, you have like willing doctor, willing patient, but even the doctors don't pay, they they are not setting the prices, you know, so it's like the prices are set by the third or fourth or fifth party, you know, controlled by some bureaucrats, and it's kind of... um, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe there is some alternate universe with some AI and something where the system could work better. But you see like even in the most um, dev- so-called developed countries that maybe Balaji would call declining countries, you know the, the the situation is getting worse and worse and at the, the health in uh outcomes the us is some, some somehow special like case or case which is like uh the the worst of all of the the world of the worlds they have also a lot of this like socialism because of um the prices are not market based like in india or in kenya or in other uh, places where but they are set by other institutions but there are also some uh, market elements but uh, it's a lot of rent-seeking, so it's like the most expensive, yes. and also their, um, you know, their their quality of life or the 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 mm, actually the the medium. Um, what is it? The the uh, yeah, I mean the the life uh, uh, expectancy. Yeah, life expectancy. Sorry, it's getting late. Mm-hmm. Life expectancy actually is dropping uh, for a couple of years already. It it has some reasons. Maybe the uh, the, the drug overdoses are a contributing factor, but it's. Um, mm, uh, but it's quite yeah anyhow the US is like a special uh, nut case but even other rich countries they have a lot of, lots of problems but you mentioned Switzerland there is this i think this out of pocket that you have to pay i don't know 300 francs or something and and after, only after that so there are these cash based uh, payments and uh, i mean i remember that it's like i don't know social democracy was quite against it in slovakia all these cash payments but uh but looking back uh, back at it i think you know um if uh, if the if they can't provide the better alternative, you know, like in terms of quality and speed and everything, probably actually it's good to learn a lesson from countries like Kenya or India or Thailand and actually uh, allow for some just like cash payments for uh, non-emergency, you know, like mm-hmm. for uh, like the basic repair, uh, change of oil, uh, to use your car uh, car analogy, yeah.
0: In a- in India, uh, there is a very interesting uh, uh, company, uh, healthcare provider that uh, is doing certain kind of heart surgeries. Uh, I don't know if you have heard about it. Uh, they have the the medical outcomes of uh, of like um, the, the good clinics in the US. So they're like very good quality, very good survival rate. Um, and uh, but they are uh, they are uh, super cheap and it's kind of like a mcdonald's model so um so you come in you get the bracelet and there is like uh, one person does exams of all the incoming patients uh, like uh, one after another so everyone does like just uh, one small piece so it's like a like a factory model basically Uh, everything is standardized and uh, and the surgeon does one surgery after another uh, but they they have like, uh, every patient already open, you know, already examined, like the documentation of what they, what they should do is right in front of them. So, so the, the, actually the hard part, uh, that there is like minimization of what could go wrong and, uh, and it's this and everything like aftercare, everything is standardized and, uh, people are being, uh, like, uh, followed up. Um, I don't I don't want to say numbers because I I forgot them uh but uh, but it's a very interesting case um, of how um a, a medical service that is quite in demand uh can be can be uh cheap, high quality, profitable and uh, people are traveling for that from 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 many countries so so medical tourism so uh something similar uh, in uh, Slovakia, is uh, laser eye surgeries. You get a bus of tourists uh, from Austria or from Schwechat airport. Uh, they 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 come into the clinic. They get examined. Uh, you know, uh, operation. Uh, they schedule the health check checkup, and and it's like this kind of uh, model uh that is not like a universal hospital that you come and uh, you start talking or maybe i have you know whatever i have back back pain and they send you from one door to another but it's it's like a process that has a like a like a strict um, uh step by step uh plan and that that lowers the cost so uh-huh. so
1: yeah and it's probably like a franchise model uh, or something I I'm not sure but in, yes, in Mexico they're in, opening more Yeah yeah in, in Mexico yeah. I I I knew about like um some kind of uh, similar franchise but focused on diabetes treatment you know mm-hmm, like it's mm-hmm. uh, also like very low cost and and actually even in like um uh, Low-income neighborhoods, like and uh, and they uh, they are able to attract like a lot of capital, you know, because they operate on this like franchise kind of very efficient model. So I think yeah, the, these these kind of models are interesting. Like it could be interesting also for Kenya and other countries, and probably they actually operate in Kenya like as well, you know. So it's like um uh, or or uh, other places. So. Yeah, I mean, definitely mm-hmm. that's something to 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 look at for. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: One more thing uh, about the healthcare that I always like to mention. I wrote about it in the in uh, in, in my my book, um, which is unfortunately not in Slovak. So I will t- uh, only it's only in Slovak. So I will tell you uh, is uh, luxury. So people are kind of. Uh, uh, you know, uh, th- there was uh, uh, there was this woman who who had uh, one of the first uh, um, uh, uh, anti aging uh, gene therapy, which was like super expensive, and and she has done it on herself, and people were saying, oh, okay, you rich people, you do your anti aging therapies. Uh, But no, actually, uh, luxury, uh, good uh, means uh, it's financing development. Uh, Financing development uh, means that uh, they can uh, develop it, test it and scale it and the price will go down. So uh, I think uh, anyone, almost anyone on this uh, planet probably uh has uh, better uh, dentist than uh, napoleon <laughs> who was uh, uh, kind of uh, you know high status and rich guy um, so uh, so and and he he uh, he uh, would be uh, kind of envious if uh, if 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 he looked at uh, uh actually the, the the state of dentistry in uh, year 2023 so uh, So I think uh, uh, when when there are these uh, luxurious treatments, you know, people do stem cells therapy just because they want to, uh, you know, uh, feel a little bit younger and and things like this. uh, It is something to cheer on, you know, Okay, if you can't afford it yet uh okay these guys are paying uh for the service uh, to be aff- affordable for everyone uh sometime down the road so uh, actually not doing it would be worse because we would get it later or not at all
1: yeah i think it's like uh you know like tesla roadster was like very expensive car yeah. you know but it's uh it's it's always easier to start from the top of the market and then move down than vice versa so you start like with rich people and tesla roadster and then a tesla s model then the the model three i don't know and you go uh and then now you know you have actually some chinese uh actually pickup trucks uh it's like i think it's a radar air air air, air six or something like that and it's um it's like uh, you know it's an electric pickup truck for twenty thousand dollars you know and it by, made by Geely, the, the the company uh, that owns mm-hmm. volvo and uh and it's quite uh actually yeah i mean it's crazy cheap and actually uh, like uh, value for money which is actually like i mean it's cheaper than the ic cars the internal combustion engine cars and interestingly about uh about the eu you know because i was like i was looking at the i don't know just like uh I don't know some Mahindra trucks actually there in mm-hmm. in Kenya as as well or I, so you know yeah. like and I was like okay this is like eighteen eighteen thousand euros like okay maybe I could and you, you know and you could pay like uh like in four years so every year you you yes. buy, you, you know you pay like four I don't know it's like four thousand yeah. something I can, it was eighteen thousand yeah. something I don't remember so I was like. Mm okay, maybe I can buy it, like finance it like this. And then I, I was uh, writing the dealer and they're like, oh, sorry, we can't, <laughs> we can't sell these trucks. You know, they, they, they're still, the, the offer is online, but it's like, you know, the EU regulations or something. I was like, ah oh, damn. And then I was like, oh shit, you know, like, uh, sorry sorry for swearing here, but like, I was like, I can't buy this like cheap uh, Indian truck and I can't buy this cheap uh, Chinese electric truck, you know, so the the Indian one is just like the regular diesel, no, I don't know, blue, anything. It's just like the diesel and so, and I was like, and if you look at, I, I, I don't know, I'm probably not going to buy a truck, but, you know, but uh, I look at the price of the trucks and they're like double. And so it's like, who would yeah. pay this money for this? Th- you know, it's just like, so it's like, well, I they don't, know. don't have so,
0: another option.
1: Yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah no, I think I mean, probably just to bring the car metaphor again, I think with the health I think it's kind of mm-hmm. similar. You either pay. Uh, in time, like you are waiting f- for surgery for a year and there is this invisible uh, symmetry of people who actually just uh, couldn't make it. They just waited too long yes. or you have, I don't know, you pay in some uh, or the price is invisible, but it's somehow paid, you know, like, for example, I in paid quality. For quality as well. Or or you pay for a medical insurance here in Slovakia also for your crypto if it gets sick, you know, I, if yeah. you I, I mentioned before, I tried to do the taxes for, on crypto, just like to to test it out. And the, the next year, what kicks in is like you have to also pay the, the, the insurance actually for, um, you know, you pay your taxes, but uh, then your insurance bill comes also for your crypto. So it's kind of a bit crazy, crazy system, you know, it's just. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there are better better ways how
0: to do it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, also, uh, I I think um, uh, well, I I wanted to buy a tuk tuk in Slovakia, uh, which is uh, actually quite a good thing uh, to travel in the city. You know, it's easier yeah, to park. D- they're no. they available. <laughs> are
1: not... They're available in Mombasa,
2: but not yeah, in Nairobi. They're... Yeah, yeah <laughs> they're a lot in, in Mombasa. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, but not in Nairobi, yeah, true
0: yeah yeah regulations Another another thing uh, that is uh, luxury uh, first uh, was uh, uh, was uh, cell phones you know only the top managers had cell phones they were big ugly and they you know they probably uh the the transmission had to be uh much farther so it would like uh a kind of fry your brain uh you could actually feel that it that it was getting hot you know <laughs> because the towers were farther away now when when towers are almost uh, uh, uh all around you you don't need such a strong signal so they paid in uh luxurious super un- uncomfortable uh uh um and probably probably not the not the best service uh and now uh everyone can have uh this uh this smartphone even even you know the six year old android phones are are cheap and they're good and they're, they're usable and everyone can can afford them so um so that's another example you know so um even in healthcare, uh, the question is, of course, uh, if it's your life, uh, then, uh, then uh, you probably want whatever saves your life. Uh, but if it's just anti-aging, I'd rather uh, uh, let the rich guys uh, try the therapies and then I will... Uh, select the one that actually works and <laughs> uh does not kill the the rich guy <laughs> so uh so they they're not only paying in money but also uh also in risk uh because they're trying uh, trying other things but i i don't have a good answer for you uh huh. actually for I you.
2: think that was a are great uh, perspective you uh, right and i also like the car insurance uh, metaphor you know uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, let's talk about the parallel police, uh parallel mm-hmm. societies and uh, parallel economies. Would you uh, please maybe explain to us these three intriguing uh, concepts you came up with?
0: Yes. Uh, uh, fortunately, I didn't came up with it <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, uh, uh, because that means that uh, it is not only a concept that uh, is in someone's mind, but people were actually trying it. Uh, so uh, so uh, first, uh, um, maybe maybe a good uh, explanation would be something that uh, Jakub is also familiar with, uh, which was uh, the idea of parallel police uh, or para- parallel society in, uh, in uh, communist Czechoslovakia. Uh, So I'll give you a super brief history lesson, but but I think it's uh, it's quite telling about uh, about this concept. So um, in uh, 1977, uh, there was uh, this uh, group of uh, of uh, uh, dissent of intellectuals uh, who wanted uh, uh, in in the time of hardcore communist uh, party rulership, they wanted to. uh, uh to make the system a little bit better so uh what they was they wrote a charter and uh, a document that they that I presented with the, with the signatures to uh, to the to the government which was uh, a one party government uh, communist government um it was called uh, Ch- uh, charter 77 charter 77 uh, and did uh it didn't ask uh, for uh, like a democratic revolution or for for the change of uh, of the system uh, basically they said that uh, they would uh, kindly ask the government to uh, just respect human rights uh, to actually follow the laws that are in place uh, because there were many political trials uh, that were um, uh, that were not judged even according to the to the laws created by this uh, Communist uh, uh, regime, so so they were making stuff up and uh, and uh, like uh, um, uh, putting people to jail because they made up some uh, fake treason charges and and things like that. So it was like a mild, uh, you know, please, our overlords, uh, let's let's be nicer to us, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh, and. Uh, uh, that that's one of the ways how you can uh, how you can try to uh, change the, the con- conditions uh, you live in uh, and uh, to uh, to live in a in a freer society. Unfortunately, it didn't work at all. They uh, they uh, kind of uh, went crazy and uh, they, there was an an Arctic. Anti-Charter organized by the government and like they completely refused and and they didn't take any responsibility for any wrongdoing. It was just uh, you know what are you talking about? This is government of the people and uh, we will do whatever we want to do. Uh, so one of the uh, actually uh, main people uh, behind uh, behind this movement uh, was uh, Václav Benda. And he was thinking, okay, so we are in this situation. We live in this uh, dictatorship. Uh, uh, we asked it nicely to change, and it doesn't want to change. Uh, so, what are our options? What what could we actually do to live in a in a in, in better in a better society? And uh, usually, you have uh, like basic uh, options such as uh, well, you can escape uh, the country, but it's not viable f- uh, for. a uh for uh the majority of the population um you can uh, uh, organize a revolution A revolution uh, is it's a it's a viable st- strategy it worked many times uh but it has uh, several problems first of all it is super difficult uh, uh that uh, means also super expensive but if you don't pay it in money you need to organize a lot of people you need to uh to uh, have a critical mass uh, and, uh, uh, and it's quite difficult thing to do another problem is that revolutions are often violent and if uh, one of your core values is uh, non-violence then this is a no go and you cannot tell in advance you know how uh, how they react and if if the um Response to uh, to uh, an attempt at revolution uh, if it won't be violent and and uh, they knew that uh, they're uh, Easily putting people to jail. So uh, so violence is definitely not uh, out of the question uh, So uh, so revolution probably not a good idea reform didn't work Um so uh so he wrote uh, an essay which you can find it in english if you google it, it is called paronipolis uh, paronpolis polis, uh, polis. polis uh, means uh, um it's from greek so it's uh, P-O-L-I-S not uh, not polis like uh, caps <laughs> cops um and uh, it's from greek word for uh, city uh, so so the city states were called polis but uh uh, in this case uh, it means uh, a smaller societal unit so it can be like a like a village or or, uh, or a society uh, mm-hmm. uh, so so parallel society so his idea was uh, okay we cannot change the system uh, we have tried uh, the the reform way uh, we uh, don't want to do uh, the the revolution um, so what we can do is we can find a strategy uh, that uh, that uh, gives us what we want without actually changing the system so the strategy is uh, you do uh, what you absolutely must to do uh, and uh, then you organize the parallel solution uh, one of the best examples and the easiest to understand is parallel education so of course if you don't uh, give uh, if you don't we lost you. That we, sound, oh. yeah. uh, But you're back. Yeah. You're back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're back. Ah, okay. Uh. So. So the best example is uh, schools. So. Uh. If. Uh. If you don't send uh, your. Uh, your children to a government school where they will brainwash them with whatever Marxism Lenin Leninism, uh, bullshit that they that they taught in in schools, uh. Uh, there will be consequences. Usually they will take your children and put them to uh, foster care or like state uh, state system and you will probably be jailed even uh, because mandatory education is mandatory for a reason. Um, so you send your uh, children to the school, uh, but uh, then you can say, okay, uh, in the evening after everyone comes back from school and people come back from work, let's say 6 p.m., in someone's kitchen, there will be a presentation about whatever Western liberal values uh, for uh, six kids uh, that uh, are mature enough uh, not to snitch <laughs> on the fact that someone is teaching them these, you know, forbidden things. So you comp- comply to the minimal extent that you absolutely have to. Uh, and then you create a parallel solution that is better and uh, that is uh, according to your values. Uh, so he uh, proposed uh, several p- pillars uh, parallel education was one of them. Um, he had uh, parallel I- uh, uh, information exchange which is not as important right now uh, but uh, but it was I-, I think one of the keys uh, back then because uh, they didn't have internet, uh, so uh, so they kind of optimized uh, the information networks with uh, some is that and and uh, uh, forbidden literature and uh, and spreading of information. So before that, the information was spread uh, according to status. So the most important dissent you know, Václav Havel, who later became president, uh, he would get uh, the book first, and then you know. Uh, after he reads it he gives it to someone with a little bit lower status so uh, Václav benda said no screw this uh, the book will be get uh, to the person who will be able to make the most copies in uh, in in the shortest time, and that is how the information will actually effectively spread and uh, you know screw status. Uh, so Have a proof
1: uh, of work.
2: Proof of work. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> proof
0: of work, definitely. Uh, so uh, so that was information. Then there was um, uh, basically parallel um, uh, religious service, which was also uh, forbidden kind of tolerated, but with. Uh, you know, communist uh, scent, and th- this was important for them. Um There was a uh, parallel culture, which uh, was definitely not invented by Václav and, uh, uh, uh Czechoslovakia had a very, very lively and vibrant uh, parallel culture, including literature, theatre, um, uh, underground concerts, and uh, and all this. So this was already in place. He just, he uh, just. Uh, Listed it as, uh, as an important aspect of parallel society, uh, and then one of the things that uh, he was uh, kind of afraid of, uh, but uh, but he included it was parallel economy. Uh, so uh, most people think that you know when when they hear parallel economy, it is you know whatever people dealing heroin on the streets. Uh, uh, that was not the case back then. Uh, the the case back then was uh, uh, basically if someone was uh, 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 was anti-state and anti anti-communist back then, uh, the the state basically uh, tried to attack them also economically. They wouldn't give them a good job, and uh, and uh, parallel economy was basically. Uh, volunteers giving these people, you know, apples and meat and food, so they can they can live a live a, a little bit better life. Um, but this is uh, crucial, and parallel economies have been very important in many different parallel societies. Um, so uh, uh, so parallel uh, uh, parallel economies. Uh, so th- this was an example, and this was like a well written theory. Uh but, uh but parallel societies have been common uh, uh for uh, for uh, for ages um what you can see in uh, in most uh, cities uh, there is uh, uh, most uh, large cities at least uh, there is a uh, uh, chinese minority in in larger cities uh, there is uh, also uh, uh Chinatown, town, or like a Chinese district, and this is a, a sort square. of parallel. Yeah, yeah in a, in a square, th- there is also this is a, a kind of uh, um, a concentration of of, uh, of people, and they form a parallel society of sort. So, for example, if uh, two uh, two Chinese uh, have a dispute. They will never go to the state court uh, to settle the their dispute, and that there is um there is a way to to handle disputes within the community. So th- this is also an important aspect because if uh if you uh don't want uh you know shitty service, and uh, in most countries I I believe the the court system is actually uh one of the worst uh, worst services that the state provides. Uh,
2: so it's also would, like. Uh... Uh in the same example it can be like the way muslim uh also operate they have like caddy courts whereby they don't go to for example the court of appeal or you know high court they operate their thing their stuff and their courts. yeah yeah
1: and also yeah. their finance and also their kind of like how the way how they send remittances or they used to have um, i mean uh, i you know and they of of course they have islamic finance and these kind of things but also some kind of like how well, Ah, that's the way, that's the word I forgot. I haven't read yeah, it that, about it for the, ten years. That's the
0: financial yeah. uh, remittance or transfers network. Uh, so yes, that's also very important. Uh, so so in uh, uh, in Chinese uh, communities, uh, you would have something that is called a tong which is uh, which is uh, uh like a, uh, it would be like like uh, like a. Uh, like a center of the city where they uh, also uh, provide services for new immigrants that uh, that just came to the city um so they can get financing for the for, for their new business uh they can they can uh, uh, they can get uh, like uh, uh, just basic things like furniture and so on. They can get uh, uh, the uh, the uh, help of lawyers, uh, for example, if they need help with immigration uh, and so on. So this is uh, a little bit closed uh, uh, parallel community, or parallel society uh, that uh, that handles things inside, and it is uh, in a way invisible. Uh, from uh, from the outside, from the point of view of the state. Uh, so uh, it it was uh, for example, in Slovakia there was a, uh, there was uh, an article uh that uh, uh Vietnamese uh, community uh actually recycled uh passports. So if uh, if someone died, uh, they would. Uh, Take the passport and uh, uh, with a you know visa and residency permit, they would give it to someone else who needed uh, the papers, and they would assume their identity, even though they didn't look (laughs) look the the age. I don't know how true this is, but um, uh, so so the state uh, usually they uh, they have some sort of uh, like a view of the society. You know they they have. Names and birth certificates and uh, ID cards and uh, parcels and uh, um, uh, they they need uh, 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 to to have a grasp on the society they need this uh, this data and uh seeing this, uh,
1: like a state uh, like seeing like like a state i haven't read the book but it's like as has everything needs to be legible and you have to have like a handle like a drawer where you can pick up data on on the citizen and
0: exactly yeah. i recommend the book by the way it is really good um so uh so i i think uh this is uh uh this is uh, uh, something that that uh, these uh, uh, these communities provide. So, so I I just wanted to say it's not something that we made up in our heads. <laughs> you know, it's something that that happens in almost every city of the world uh, day by day, and uh, and these these are the the services that that uh, the, the uh, society provides uh, within the community. Uh, Within the society. So what is important about this is that there is a a clear uh, distinction of who is in the parallel society and who is out. So with the descent in Czechoslovakia, you know, uh, not all the kids could go to this, uh, you know, uh, lecture about uh, liberal democracy in the evening in someone's kitchen. They needed to be vetted uh, in order to, you know, not snitch to the government that this is happening because it could be a problem. Uh, with Chinese minority, I would probably be not invited. I would probably be treated well if I, if I went there, but I would just not be provided the same service as uh, someone who, uh, who is the member of the community. So there is a clear distinction of in group and out group. And this is very important because this distinction uh, makes the society uh, work. Uh, some uh, of the uh some of the aspects of the society only work uh when uh, when they apply to everyone so for example if you have a, a, a way to uh, to judge and handle disputes uh you need to be able to enforce them and you don't have usually policemen that will you know beat you up and jail you if you don't comply with a with a court decision um, so that means uh, that uh, the entry cost uh, should not be free. Uh, what, what, what it means? Uh, free doesn't necessarily mean money, uh, but it means that uh, this, uh, uh, this, uh, uh, you, you need to spend some effort. For example, and it is better to be in group than out group so for example if uh, if in uh, my parallel society i would uh, i don't know steal and then uh, then uh, there is some kind of uh, local process that uh, that actually uh, says okay you uh, you stole you need to return uh, whatever money back and pay damages and i would say oh whatever you don't have cops i don't care um then uh, the community will clearly say okay you are out and you will not go to the lecture about the liberal democracy we will not help you get visa and uh, we will not give you financing and all these things so so these are intertwined and there there should be like a clear distinction of who is in and who is out um what is also good um if these parallel societies can network so if uh uh if there's a let's say a, a, a Chinese immigrant in bratislava and they whatever they they steal and they they don't care and then they move to prague uh then uh, the chinese community in prague should already know okay uh, be careful because this guy you know steals money so you know uh, he's out <laughs> uh so so th- this is uh, quite an important distinction um now very interesting question so so this is uh, this is uh, how rules can be applied to everyone within the group because of the value that the group provides um but uh, there is uh, a little bit uh, interesting theory about uh, uh why this strategy again, uh, actually works uh, in relation in relationship to the state uh but before i tell you i would uh, like to uh, tell you something about crypto anarchy and how ha- how it relates because it uh, it is better explained uh, on the case of crypto anarchy <laughs> excuse me so when we when we started uh um we were actually coming from uh, from uh, from the point of view of crypto anarchy as i said i was uh, in, uh i was uh, anetism or member of the of the Internet community quite soon uh, in my life, and I was uh, very interested in the cyberpunk uh, ideology and uh, cyberpunk technologies, encryption, anonymity technologies, uh, electronic cash, uh, and uh, and other other technologies. And um, uh, these uh, these cyberpunks and these crypto anarchists, they were uh, they were explaining that there is a software. Uh, that can actually help you live a a life that is more free. And Mm -hmm. for me, this was fascinating because, you know, okay, I can run a software on my computer, but what does it have to do with my life? Um, And uh, basically, uh, the the strategy starts with uh, creating uh, a sort of parallel society on the internet Uh, So you do basically the same thing. Uh, You build your pseudonym, uh, which gains reputation within the community. So if you do something uh, stupid, uh, you can create another pseudonym, but then all the energy invested into building the reputation is lost. So so, uh, so, uh, this is one of the ways. It's not the only way how you can actually um uh, make sure that uh, you're not uh, cheated uh, because um if on the other side of an interaction or a transaction there is uh, some uh, some person that you don't know the identity of then then this is a question because otherwise it can be just a scammer on the other side so um so how do you know uh, if the um uh, uh, if the person on the other side is actually legit uh, one of the strategies is that both sides in a trade uh, they prepay in, prepay a fine, so that's a that's an escrow contract. For example, on Bisk which is a peer-to-peer Bitcoin-to-fiat uh, uh, marketplace, uh, both sides had to actually lock in uh, money that are worth uh, uh, the same amount or more uh, uh, than the value of transaction and if anyone cheats they will just lose their deposit so they don't gain anything and uh, this way you can trade with a an totally anonymous party because um because the damage and the and the fine is prepaid uh but back uh, back to how does it actually increase um uh, my liberty uh so uh that relates to seeing like the state um in most um uh most uh, philosophies that try to uh change uh, the the society the political uh landscape um, in any way uh you uh you are trying to uh do uh persuade uh, the the mainstream society somehow to change uh change the rules uh, by which they operate um that is uh totally different to crypto anarchy which doesn't uh, try to change the mainstream society it tries to build a build a parallel society so uh, how does it work uh, when two uh, uh, when two parties or more parties but let's let's uh, get a example or let's let's do an example of two when two parties are in conflict uh from from uh, the theory of conflicts uh this is, uh military theory uh, both sides are uh, doing a loop of uh, uh, uh they observe what is happening uh, the, the loop is called uda loop so mm-hmm. there there are two two oaths uh, d a so the first part is observer okay uh, for example there is uh Russian tank, I can see a Russian tank. That's just the observation, that's the the first part. Then you need to orient yourself, okay, what does it mean, what is happening, is the Russian tank uh, coming towards me, Uh, does it want to shoot me, or it will shoot uh, at my enemy, or or something like that, so uh, you orient yourself and you see, okay, this this Russian tank is going towards me, uh, so I need to do something. Uh, so uh, after orient, which is the second old, you do the uh, you you make a decision. You decide, okay, I uh, I give up, or I run, or I should back, or you decide. Uh, uh, so so the next part is decision, and then you act. You do what you decided to. And both sides, the Russian tank is actually doing the same thing. You know, they they are observing the the environment. Uh, they need to orient themselves. They need to know where they're going. They need to decide what they're going to do, and they do it. And both sides are doing this in a loop until uh, someone wins the conflict. So most uh, reform theory, most uh, uh, most uh, uh, like uh, reform movements from communist. To uh, anarcho-syndicalists, uh, everyone tries to uh, change the rules how the society decides. So they they focus on the B, or uh, they try to um, uh, stop the other side from acting, or they try to act themselves. So so most of what you can of all the movements that, uh, that are trying to change the society, they focus on the on the last two parts of the Uda loop. Uh, cryptoanarchy is different because uh, uh, It tries to prevent the conflict uh, happening in the first place and that is why it focuses on the observe and orient part So I'll give you an example from from Europe um, uh, there is um, uh, especially in uh, in uh, uh, Ukraine and Russia um, there there are these uh, new type of uh, drug dealers that are that are, that, uh, are called the drug gangs and uh, what they do is um, uh, uh, you interact with some telegram bot uh, you say okay I want whatever uh, five grams of marijuana uh, and uh, I am in this part of Moscow let's say um, they say, okay, we can deliver wheat uh, to this part of Moscow. Uh, uh, this is how you handle payment. That can be cryptocurrency, or that can be you just giving it to some random person. And they then they will not bring you the wheat. They will say, they will tell you, uh, go to this park under the third bench uh, from the entrance there is a box that is taped uh, below the bench, uh, untape it, take it and leave, That there's your wheat. So what happened? So uh, if you were uh, thinking like a person who wanted uh, to reform, you would say, okay, I want uh, to reform the law. So I, I, I would uh, try to change the way that the state decides about uh, someone buying uh, five grams of marijuana uh, or uh, you would uh, try to prevent them from acting. You know, you could have a gun. You, you know, you can run away, and and so on. Uh, if you do it like like these drop gangs do, I, it's not a recommendation. It's just a, a good illustration of how it works. Um, observation. <laughs> observation. Uh, uh, the uh, the uh, they. Uh, don't they they make sure that the state agents uh cannot even decide because they never observe the seller uh, the transaction already happened uh, before uh like if if i was a cop cap that is trying to uh, uh to uh, to go after the dealer uh, there is there is no dealer you know it's already taped in there when I got the coordinate so um they would most probably not be able to observe and if they were uh, they would not be able to orient themselves and they would not be able to understand what actually happened because uh, a guy taping uh, a bag of wheat uh, on a bench is uh, way different crime than selling wheat but the uh, the the financial part of the transaction uh, happened with someone else or completely differently so so uh, so they couldn't actually make the case. So back to crypto anarchy, because this is not about the dealing marijuana. Um uh crypto anarchy uh basically allows you to move your activity into a realm which is uh anonymous encrypted um and uh, it's unobservable so if you are seeing like the state uh Jakub was mentioning a, a good book by uh uh James Scott I believe uh, is the name of the of the author uh what you do is you don't allow uh, the state uh to see what is happening um uh, so we were uh, kind of thinking about these ideas of crypto anarchy so crypto anarchy has the wor- word anarchy but it is not something uh that crypto anarchist movement wants to achieve for the mainstream society so it's not a reform we don't care if there is a State around us. We accept that most people actually want the state and that they uh, they are afraid of anarchy. You know, uh, so so it's not about you know uh, doing uh, having a re- revolution or or anything like that. It is a strategy how to decouple uh, or how to uh, form this kind of parallel society. Uh, first of all, in the virtual space, and then we realized okay, but this is kind of very similar idea to what uh, this uh, Václav Benda had with parallel Police. so we kind of connected it back to our uh, uh, Czechoslovak history and and turned it into into um uh, uh, this uh, complex idea because we are physical people you know chatting online uh, nice we can interact uh, we can uh, we can talk now but uh, but we still are physical beings, and we still have physical needs, such as healthcare and, uh, uh, you know, love and making kids and uh, all the all the other things. So, uh, so Sorry, uh, find
1: find your mate in the network state.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. crowdfund <laughs> <Trump laughs> it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah then then do a uh uh do a dow voting for the provider of the genetic information and <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so go, go
1: on. That was just like find your mate in the network state. That was like one of the the just like some kind of uh, mo- uh, ideas or motives, you know, or f- framings for the like you know, <laughs> they, like during our meet- uh, meetups, you know, every other week- uh weekend there was another reframing of the network state. So it was like. Uh, this was like one kind of motto or, or a, nice. a kind of a half a joke uh, there. So, yeah, but it's nice. uh, it's yeah. also important, right? The physical uh, physical is important, uh, but uh, digital can be, it's maybe, mm, yeah, you can start in the cloud and then it's like cloud first, land last, but not land never, as, I mean, Balacis yes. says so.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's exactly like that. Like um, a lot of our lives are digital. We are uh, talking in a digital realm, so they're they're now connected, and uh, it is good to have a, have a strategy that combines uh, both of these. So uh, when we uh, look with this optic of the Uda Loop uh, at the at the strategy of Paraonipolis, Police, uh, it's the same thing. You know, if no one knows uh, uh, that there is a uh, no one observes that there is a lecture about a liberal democracy in someone's kitchen no problem you know they, no one goes to jail uh if they see that there is a meetup of some people but they don't understand what is going on okay it's uh, friends having a good time in someone's kitchen and uh, uh again no problem so uh so uh then uh, there is a uh, then another part of the, of the strategy is, uh, you know, to, um, to have this kind of in-group that provides value to the people. Uh, that means that no one will snitch because then they will uh, lose uh, lose this value that they already invested in in being part of this uh, this group and it should have uh, uh, direct uh, benefits including economic benefits so that is why uh, why we encourage people doing business together for example because that's a that's a good way to um, uh, to ensure that uh, that everyone benefits uh, from being uh, a member of this parallel society. So, um, what what do you what is uh, interesting about this is of course um, uh, the 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 criticism was uh, that uh, we have uh, we started this uh, this parallel police which has. Uh, um, uh, on the which is a building in in Prague which we painted uh, black and on top of it is written uh, Institute of Cryptoanarchy uh, and uh, and one of the criticism is yeah you're privileged you can have a building in in a good part of Prague and uh, you know uh play uh you know pretend that you are uh, building this parallel society but what about people in north korea you know they they would be killed in 10 seconds if they even attempted to do this and um uh it's true uh and uh it is um uh uh, one of the good uh, measures of freedom of society is uh, how well it tolerates uh, parallel societies it doesn't have to be this kind it can be you know uh, uh, minorities uh, and and uh, and other kinds of parallel societies so it's a good measure so yes this would definitely not work in North Korea uh, but also uh, you can adjust so I uh hope i don't know uh, but i hope that there are parallel societies in north korea uh, but they just look differently they don't have a building maybe they are more secretive maybe the the um the units of the society are smaller maybe you can trust three people and not uh, 100 people uh but this strategy if you if you apply it and if you understand how it works you know don't be observed uh, if you are observed uh, don't allow your counterparty to understand what is going on um uh, have a strong skin in the game with the in-group out-group distinction um and uh, if you are using technologies use them in a private way because the states want to see they want to observe and uh, if you limit uh, this uh, this uh, the, the way that your opponent sees you then then the then then the strategy might work um so nothing is guaranteed of course but uh, uh but this this is uh like a short intro how i how i view these uh these parallel societies and how it relates to Yeah,
1: maybe i would just add also like this thing uh, as a state there there could be also a moral uh critique there you know it's just like um that uh, the state wants to see everyone legible you know you can imagine like uh like uh like a nice kind of complex forest versus let's say the state run forest that is like as a, a, a kind of like a park you know so it's like Im- imagine like a nation- <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah like know. uh n- not
1: even just like a national park because you you can have like some like a rainforest kind of a national park but like imagine just like a city park you know or uh or let's say um yeah yeah so like the the state uh, kind of like uh, sees people as a as a number or like the state name and it's kind of like just like very um, it's basically the the critique or maybe how Balaji would put it that the state is not a smart regulator compared to Uber you know like I don't know it's like a taxi meda- medallion uh, in New York or in the US mm-hmm. Compared to Uber, the Uber can track drivers like every second, or you know, and um, gives star ratings, and the taxi medallion does inspection once a year. So the the moral criticism here is that the 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 state, or even maybe like the old establishment, they are doing like they are seeing as a state, but we have a better alternative uh, that could be used by parallel societies. But uh, that is used also like by companies as Uber and for example, so it's like the not thing as a state, but learning as a machine. So, for example, like you can use AI to actually make like better kind of um to to maybe distinguish or make better regulations in the market you know like uh, basically you want to ban bad actors as Jura, you you mentioned that if there is someone who is stealing let's say in some kind of parallel societies in bratislava it would be like uh, good to uh, for the people in prague to kind of know or get the the, the message get the, the memo that the, the, the person is not trustworthy and then you want to also maybe do some kind of like a star, not star rating or some kind of like just like yeah karma or something for the members or some kind of karma economy or uh, mm-hmm. how reliable their services are But it's okay, it's just like some, but I I wanted to just like this moral justification that actually seeing as a state is not enough. I think that's like always good to start from from there, because maybe it wasn't, I don't know, maybe it was like, uh, okay, in the 1950s, when the, you know, there was like this big centralization, also as Balaji says, but like, you had uh, um, also high uh, the trust in the society, at least in the West, was like higher. If you if you look at I don't know small countries like the Scandinavian countries and they had like this I don't know public um, uh, services, but also they were actually mm, uh, I don't know they had this tradition of these folk schools, like going back like hundred something years, and so and also yes. like, uh, they were quite like. Um, unified societies are not not fractured and and so also but okay maybe centralization has worked in some kind of smaller scales and in different periods of of times probably it could work also with AI I don't know it's just like uh, on, a, on a bigger scale than it's working now but like um, I think yeah it's just I think the Uber versus uh, taxi medallion is maybe a good because uh, Uber yes. and you mentioned it also in that your chapter of the book but Uber is also kind of they started kind of like a parallel society right like they did the the innovation in regulation like Uber and Airbnb they definitely <laughs> they definitely did some, uh, some punk uh, kind of uh, uh, yeah uh, moves there
0: yeah, yeah this, same with skype uh they, they say that uh if uh skype asked uh estonia they were started in estonia if they asked the estonian telecommunication bureau of how they should do internet calls they they would have not started until today <laughs> because uh, there was no decision so it's better to ask for forgiveness um What is one thing that relates to this is um, that basically uh, the the state has um, a very uh, simplified way how to uh, how to uh, simplify it. No, a, a particular way how they how they provide their services. Um, and that is uh, basically a rule-based approach. So they make up a set of rules. They need the observations to see if someone is breaking the rules. It can be, you know, someone telling on you, or they, or they can see it uh, directly. Uh, but there is a direct relationship between privacy and uh, and uh, and the rules and the, the enforceability of the of the rules. So it's not like uh, you know uh, this. Privacy activists you know they say, "Oh I don't know, you should not uh, whatever uh, know how I look naked or something like that and uh, and it's kind of like a like a discussion that is not uh, for many people uh, they don't get the connection of of why why it matters to to have privacy uh, because if you don't have privacy, uh, then basically all the rules can be automatically enforced and uh, about the debt, what is uh, interesting first of all we are not robots so we cannot uh, be um following you know thousands of rules it just doesn't make sense we are humans there needs to be um there needs to be this human uh, aspect which is more continuous and not not strictly rule rule based we are not programs we are Uh, We work a little bit differently. We are emotional and and so on. So so this doesn't apply very well on us That's why I say we live in a in a in a age of uh, 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 Space technologies and uh, Bronze Age uh, Rulership because that's how it worked and uh, from crypto anarchy what is also interesting what people could could Take away from this is uh, that there are many uh, more ways how you can uh, uh, how you can get good results uh, than rules. So as I said, you know, prepaid fines. Okay, you don't need uh, you don't need uh, identity uh, if uh, if everyone has paid the fine in advance and if they uh, if they break the contract, uh, you don't need to know uh, that you know Jakub is on the other side. Of the contract because he already paid the fine and uh, if uh, if he doesn't uh, um, uh, fulfill the contract then he will he will uh, automatically pay the fine and I don't need to know his name uh, there are there are reputation based uh, 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 systems such as Uber uh, as Jakub mentioned so um, in in cryptoenergy, there are many more ways how you can actually uh, get good results in society, in in human relationships. Then you know this is uh, this is the set of rules. This is the judge that will decide, and uh, then there are these uh, you know guys with guns that will put someone in jail if they don't comply. You know this is an old system, and in many aspects of our society uh this old system is kind of like a brute force uh, uh you know non smart regulation um but in in many many aspects of life you don't even need uh regulation you just uh, uh you just need uh, to to set up the incentives in a in a in a good way so um so um uh, that uh, the privacy aspect, the the uh, if you, if you say I don't want to be observed, is also future proof because uh, uh, it uh, happens quite often that governments change uh, the uh, uh, otherwise good rules change to a uh, really bad rules and uh, uh, yeah you probably uh, didn't want to be in a database um, marked as a Jew uh, during uh, during the uh, the leadership of Hitler uh, uh, so so uh, it is uh, it is future proof you know everyone says okay uh, we have for example we have internet censorship uh, right now in in Slovakia uh, and everyone says uh, it doesn't matter because uh, you know the the agency that uh, uh, that says what well, is censored is good, you know, we voted for them There is this whole democratic process and I always say okay, what about uh, after the next elections? You know, how do you know that these guys? Won't be crazy and they won't ban whatever <laughs> uh, Elementary school biology because they're they're nuts or I, I don't know so uh so this, uh, this observability, uh, or non-observability privacy or the ability, uh, to selectively reveal yourself, um, ties directly, uh, to the rule-based society, which I think is kind of obsolete in many, many ways. Uh, maybe for some things we cannot go away, uh, go, go without it, but, uh, um uh, but i think in most cases is actually obsolete um and uh, uh and uh, uh it is uh, like uh, not being able to selectively reveal uh, ourselves uh, is very dangerous and it's not uh, definitely not future proof so uh so even if you don't become anarchist <laughs> after this monologue of mine, which uh, so, uh, sorry for that. <laughs> uh, I think this is this is the key key aspect uh, to understand how it relates uh, to rules, to enforcement of rules, and uh, and to our uh, liberty, not only now but also also in the future.
1: So it's like a rule of code is maybe better than rule of law uh, in some some ways, but also pseudonymity is important because the state is like hoovering all this data, collecting all this data, but they can't secure it, so they they are constantly hacked, and then basically then the criminals get the the your data, let's say on your bank banking balances and or your whereabouts, and uh, they can. Then create some compromise on you and this, this and that. And it actually happens, and it will happen more and more uh, because of, um, yeah, I mean, the, there is less, uh, less qualified people are uh, some some coders who coded all these like all the legacy systems in uh, that the state is u- using. Still, they are being retired, and there is less and less people who are like a high skill high quality uh willing to go to 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 work for government so um, yeah, I mean, so th- therefore, it's, again, it's just starting with the, this moral critique or moral justification, why actually uh, it's um, uh, privacy over KYC, as Balaji would put it uh, yes. quickly, I think that's important. Maybe just uh, with Duke, we, uh, like uh, just just to, uh, just I realize now, uh, uh, like where you were talking, when you were talking about parallel societies, that uh, we are, uh, we worked with Sotehub, like I was a co-founder with uh, another friend, David Ogiga from Kenya and Duke was working like with us. And uh, we know each other for many years, but we are also kind of like a couple of years, but we were still not like, um, uh, uh, we are also like uh, having another project that uh, wants to do something that we did with uh, so-called virtual companies or training companies. Um, but we want to somehow connect it with crypto or with Web3. But the point is that um, these virtual companies, it's basically also parallel societies, uh, somewhere between like parallel education and parallel uh, economy, because they are, you know, it's like uh, it's a method. There are various methodologies like junior achievement or practice enterprises network and junior enterprises, like at least three uh, like global methodologies. But the basic point is that they are. Um, used for vocational education, you know, so it's like a, Uh, they don't follow all the rules like some methodologies try to follow the local rules some are like global you know like junior achievement is more global but it's definitely a parallel kind of system because you have like kids uh, trying to do their business you know it's like uh, they have their like student company and the student company is using uh, some let's say token money but is also doing some uh, like uh, trades with real money and stuff but they you know they have like their own rules but it's for educational purposes only and uh, we would like to connect it with web3 or crypto and uh, but we are a bit slow but also the it because we we feel like this this could be like one of the hacks uh, how to how to get more people into crypto you know through like uh vocational education and this mm-hmm. kind of methodology so it's just like um just like now i connected we have
0: been doing this in, in... Well, not this, but uh, uh, like virtual companies uh, in in Napolis in Bratislava. So basically, what what we were doing is um, that uh, there were many activities uh, that uh, uh, were done by some members of the community, but not all all the community. Uh, and uh, we needed uh, kind of these instant companies that could, uh, you know, they they could last a week. So I'll give you an example. Um, you want to organize a Bitcoin meetup. That's just a just a normal event that has uh, that has uh, some costs, uh, 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 and there is uh, there is a. Uh, cafeteria involved because people need catering Uh, there is uh, rent involved and technology involved so you need to kind of rent rent the room and maybe the projector and uh, make a recording Um, then you need uh, tickets you need a speaker you need uh, you need marketing because you need to tell people that there's there's a meetup so suddenly you have uh, you have something uh, that is organized maybe by 10 people and uh, excuse me and it happens um on friday you know and after friday you want to see okay uh, did we get a good feedback meaning uh, did we make a profit or something is wrong you know maybe the uh, the rent was too expensive maybe the marketing wasn't too good and so on so what we what we created um, is this virtual company that had a budget and uh, they agreed okay This is how much uh, we need to pay for for the cafeteria, for the room. Um, uh, Then uh, uh, then uh, uh, we need to pay some money to the speaker, uh, probably a percentage of the profit. Uh, Then also uh, the people doing marketing they they can also be paid uh, as a percentage of profit, so so they're motivated, and you create this. Super fast and super super small crypto virtual company that uh, has a legal entity of the non-profit itself Um, And what is nice is you don't need? uh, voting uh, within the community for even for use of the space uh, because um, from the from the community at large uh, It's you know someone renting a room and uh, and renting a cafeteria. So so the entrepreneurs are actually the people who are who are doing this micro event and they can they can and it's not play money it's real money you know people need to buy tickets and and you see if you have a profit or loss or if you can improve something with the next meetup um the next meetup can be with different people uh, at least the speaker will be different usually um and you can have these micro companies uh, within the framework uh, for many things another thing we did is uh there was uh, a virtual reality uh like this uh, this new form was just starting we wanted to buy um uh, Oculus Quest and we wanted uh a space in uh in uh, in Police in Bratislava where people could play with it um uh, but then you know some members uh, of the of the community said you know this is stupid. I don't want to pay for some whatever Facebook devices and you know it won't work. Uh, so they didn't want to risk it. So basically you create a micro crowdfunding. Everyone gets their uh, their share based on how much they contributed. That's the share of the profit. And and you again create this. Okay, you can see uh, did we actually uh, raise enough money to to buy the device uh uh if if that's the case if we actually got the got the device then we can set prices we can experiment with them but it involves only those people that uh that uh, want it to try try this micro micro business my, micro enterprise um and uh, what is nice is that on crypto, uh, we did it only on Bitcoin, not even tokens. It's uh, You know, you can do whatever multi or you have an Excel with accounting. Uh, you can even do it uh, on, on fiat if you want, but uh, Bitcoin is nice and transparent in this case. Uh, but uh, uh, what is nice about this is that if you don't have the framework, if you don't have the whatever non-profit organization, this is almost impossible because even registering a company, you know, costs uh, money and it takes uh, uh, whatever two months. Uh, so, uh, so in this case, the parallel society can can provide the interaction with the state uh, because you cannot, uh, you know, make money just by a random <laughs> coalition on chain uh, of of a multi sig wallet. Uh, uh that's probably uh, probably not a good idea maybe maybe it is uh but uh, uh you could see it even uh, even during the pandemic uh, uh maybe you remember there was a crowdfunding campaign um in Slovakia for for some uh uh, uh for some uh, uh, I think uh, face mask, respirators, and some some basic stuff. Uh, we were printing the the shield for the for mm-hmm. the doctors and and things like that. Um, and uh, if you look at the crowdfunding campaign, they used a completely different company that already had a bank account. Otherwise, they would not be able to do it. You no, know? so so someone said, okay, this is a company that I started. Few months ago uh, we can use it it's empty uh, and it has bank account but if you wanted to start today you know you say okay I want to try this you can do it on fiat you know even opening a bank account uh, is difficult and you already need a legal entity and and this takes uh, months especially during the pandemic where uh, when everything is closed so uh, but with crypto Uh, I'll give you another example, uh, which was a super micro crowdfunding campaign in Brownie police in Prague. There was a um, uh, 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 a member of the community and she wanted a dog. (laughs) So we said, "Okay, she wants a dog. She doesn't have money for it. Uh, Let's see if uh, other people think it's a good idea. So here's the address and when this address has 0.001 bitcoin or uh, however much it cost it we are buying the dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it took us 3 hours and uh, in a half a day she got the dog, you know um so so uh, so yes this uh, kind of virtual companies, virtual activities uh, they allow, allow for this uh, this fast uh, uh fast paced entrepreneurship experimentation or crowdfunding campaigns and uh, human cooperation that is simply not possible in the in the fiat world you know it would be so slow and so so um whatever <laughs> there are so many barriers to actually do anything in this world that that uh, one of the things that parallel society can provide is actually this kind of uh, legal framework for low-risk activities at least Uh, of course uh, you cannot uh, uh, take a loan and uh, uh, or uh, you you know for some things you need uh, a little bit more than just a you know shell company that uh, that can do anything but uh, but it's it's quite useful and within uh, within uh, the community uh, you have these you know dispute resolution rules and and things already in place so you do so you really focus on what you are building you don't need to say okay so if uh, whatever if the if the barista uh, says that they will come to the event and they just uh, chill out and don't come what would happen we already knew, we already know how we would handle the situation not necessarily the result but what is the process of uh, saying okay someone broke a contract uh, within the community so uh, so having this kind uh, of um, uh, let's say processes uh, within the community and uh, already set up and and this drive for these uh, virtual micro enterprises uh, is uh, is quite useful and for me it was a very valuable experience.
1: So it's like a pop-up restaurant and a pop-up yeah, company, yeah. <laughs> pop-up company, yep. special yep. purpose vehicle for a dog, <laughs> <Right>? like, <Yep. laughs> for buying a dog. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Okay. So maybe uh, Duke, you, you want to uh, like, let's dive into the last topic kind of shortly and we can wrap up.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about uh, the topic of Luna Punk. Luna Punk, that is uh, this term, has gained popularity recently and uh, and we get to hear your thoughts on it uh you right um what exactly what exactly does uh luna punk mean and how does it relate to the world of cryptocurrency yes
0: uh sure so uh i don't know uh, it i think it uh, it comes from an article or uh, developed idea uh of of luna punk comes from an article by uh, by Rachel Rose o- O'Leary, uh, she uh, described this dynamics of uh, LunarPunk uh, in uh, in these crypto projects. Um, so first, uh, let's define it by contrasting it to Solarpunk. So uh, Solarpunk uh, is, uh, is this idea that is prevalent mainly in Ethereum community and <laughs> it's a very positive uh, uh, outlook of the world. Which uh, says, um, okay, now we have this uh, coordination mechanism, money. We can do voting, we can do crowdfunding, and we can act- actually achieve uh, many good things in the world. So, um, if you read uh, or look at some cyberpunk imag- images, uh, it is uh, it is uh, very uh, there. There's a lot of light, so it's uh, sunny uh, and uh, um it uh, it it has uh, like uh, uh interaction uh, between nature and humans so we, so often these are uh, buildings that uh, that are um uh, covered with plants and they, they there's some kind of you know co2 removal solar panels and um and this uh, co- cooperation creates uh, the Uh, The the flourishing and uh, and it's all transparent. Uh, All all the cooperation is transparent. So Ethereum has a Super transparent uh, chain So you can basically see anything, you know, if you follow a trader, you can see all their trades. It's all written there. There's no obscurity Um, so uh, This relates to again seeing like the state Uh, everything is seen by everyone and that includes the state uh so so that's how it ties uh, a little bit to crypto anarchy uh, but uh, the main problem is uh, that of of course i want people uh to do these things uh, the problem is that usually when politicians see at other people actually solving uh problems uh, they don't like it because they're the providers of the good and uh, uh, great sunny tomorrows so um uh so uh, they often get attacked. They say, "Okay, you cannot, uh, you know, provide uh, financial services to the to the unbanked." I know that we know as a as a political class that they are unbanked, uh, but uh, but uh, you need to follow our rules first. And uh, if the rules are wrong, you need to convince us to change the rules and so on. So so uh, the response of Normal people is great. We will have these great things, you know, and we will be, you know, um, uh, we will have nice relation to the nature. And everything will be ecological, and you know, uh, we are building something that we, that is actually nice and that we would like to use. Uh, but the reaction of politicians, of course, uh, usually is no, you cannot do it uh, because uh, uh, we we are the ones that should uh, provide these services, and uh, you are kind of taking our job <laughs> and then we cannot get uh, votes if just some random people on the internet decide to uh, to actually <laughs> do the job for us um so uh lunar Punk, uh has uh, another kind of imagery uh it is also positive uh, so so the result is good <laughs> uh but what they what they say is that maybe it's not such a good idea to do it completely transparently maybe uh maybe uh let's not include people who don't want to be included so let's uh, include people who have skin in the game uh let's be more private let's uh, let's uh, you know if uh, uh if there's a, a nice building that has this, uh, uh, whatever, uh, nice relationship, uh, to the, uh, to the nature and solar panels. Uh, maybe let's consult it with people who actually want to live in that building and not uh, the whole society and the whole blockchain. Uh, but, uh, so, so this, uh, this lunar punk imagery is, um, is dark in a sense of being uh, being hidden from from the view of everyone, but not a dark uh, in a sense of negative or something like that. Um, but where this distinction shines, <laughs> uh, pun intended, is uh, uh, is uh, what happens when uh, when uh, the mainstream society or the political class when they actually attack something like that so we could uh, see this um, in the case of tornado cash uh, tornado cash was a, a provider of privacy of of uh, let's say mixing service on Ethereum blockchain and it was attacked by the state uh, so what happens is that uh, uh, tornado cash wasn't actually very resilient against this uh, this attack for example the lead developers were known by the state names so they uh, uh they they could assign a physical body and only physical bodies can be put into jail so uh, now now they they have some kind of problems um uh so uh so uh, it creates this kind of dynamic
1: Sorry, just to stop there, I think they were jailed uh, without the trial, right? Or held uh, in Netherlands, like one of the yes. either founder or, yes. or developer, right? Yes. So it was yes. like kind
0: of strange. But there, there, will, there will be a trial, but uh, it's kind of common also in Slovakia. You know, you know, you first jail people for five years until the court proceeds and then then they say, sorry, <laughs> not enough evidence, you can now go after five years. So uh, it's uh, not a good trend. I think. I think uh, bad people should be maybe in jail or at least pay damages. But uh. Um, but what is happening now is uh, is uh, jailing uh, before the court makes the de- decision, and I do- I don't like this trend in society. So, uh, but yes, uh, so so but what happens uh, in the in the kind of like uh, wider economy is that tornado cash was used by some people who wanted more privacy. Uh, not all of these people were good people. Uh, there is a suspicion that there was like a uh, North Korean uh, ransomware group or hacking group um, uh, also uh, getting privacy through this technology. But there were many other people who were just uh, trying to, uh, to get more privacy. Um, and what happens is that after a successful attack on a project like this, uh, the project... Uh, Dies. Uh, it didn't die fully, but uh, we can say that no one sane would actually put money into Tornado Cash because it would uh, basically blacklist their their, their coins. So uh, all the users that want privacy uh, and that would normally use Tornado Cash, they had to move to other projects uh, that were not successfully attacked by the state. So normally on the market you uh, have you have a, you have a, a very a cruel and uh, direct uh, selection mechanism which is the profit and loss statement and if you are constantly making a loss you will go bankrupt and uh, that means you will uh, you will uh, um your customers will move to uh, someone who can actually create a sustainable uh, sustainable equals profitable in this case uh, company so so this is what normally happens on the market uh, this uh, solar punk lunar punk dichotomy uh, basically says that uh, only Projects that can survive uh, the attack uh, against the state, uh, the state uh, attack against them, uh, can become and stay profitable because if they successfully attack you, you you go out of business. So there is uh, additional selection mechanism, not only being able to provide uh, some sort of cash flow profit, but there is another mechanism uh, that actually in uh, makes uh, the resilient projects uh, better and more profitable over time. So basically, if you are a good project, uh, for example, uh, Monero was not successfully attacked by the state yet. Uh, uh, that means that if you need uh, a way to uh, do a private financial transaction, uh, then all users of uh, Tornado Cash will move. To a project like Monero, uh, so this property of being. Okay, so,
1: so, sorry, what what about Zcash? I mean, I just like I haven't uh, heard about it like for many years. I hold like a couple of coins yeah. back in the days, so, like yeah. Monero, Zcash. I don't know, but yeah.
0: I don't I don't pick the winners. Uh, the attackers. Okay, but they they still work, <laughs> but... right? They, they yes. Still, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. yes uh the the anonymity set is not that high because they also have a transparent mode and not many people actually mix it as last time i've heard so uh but i i don't follow it closely but basically the idea is that uh, that uh, um this uh um, Hayekian uh, uh, well, maybe not not Hayekian but in a, if you if you look at the the economic economy from or the market the the uh, the providers uh, of the uh, on the market um from the sense of uh, creative destruction actually companies going bankrupt is good for the for the market uh, and for for customers because uh, that means that better projects uh, will thrive and uh, the whole ecosystem uh, gets better uh this uh, solar punk lunar punk dichotomy basically just adds one more thing that better in this case means survives the attack of the state because uh uh they they will do it because you uh you try to do their job but better um and that uh, means uh, this is not uh, like a super uh, super uh, new thing uh but uh, what what is uh, what is uh, uh, what not many people get uh, is the consequence of this is uh if if the eco if, if the ecosystem itself is anti fragile um that means uh that uh people don't have to fear regulation because more regulation equals more attacks uh because regulation is basically banning uh, things that were not banned before that you know Everything that is not forbidden is allowed in uh, in western-type democracies Um, So if someone introduces uh, new regulation, it means more things will be forbidden Uh, And that means uh, that projects that will survive and services that will survive um, Are those services that are resilient against this type of? uh, uh, state banning so if you talk to uh, to people in in Bitcoin in cryptocurrency, one of the first things that every every person who is new to this world says, "Okay, what if the government bans it?" Uh, and uh, and you know that's always like I don't know how many times you had this conversation uh, for me many times, uh, but it took me quite a while to realize. Uh, that is the best thing because that filters out the projects that actually don't care about being banned. I don't know if it's Bitcoin, I don't know if it's Monero, but uh, but that means um, that this new world, this new crypto economy, will become more independent from the state and uh, uh, and uh, will attract the, the users of the of the failed projects. Uh, so. Uh, a good strategy would be actually to invite the regulation and invite the attacks. Please do the security audit of our consensus mechanism. Please attack the proof of stake and proof of work because we want to know if uh, if it survives the attack and uh, if it uh, if it doesn't. Not we we want to use uh, something else, something that will survive the attack. So um, so it's a it's a very weird uh, realization because you understand that actually. Uh, any type of attack uh on the system makes it better and uh that's a tough job for it's, uh, yeah, who wants it's very... it is
1: very yeah, that, that was quite uh, shocking to me when I when I read it. I mean, but uh, qu- quite uh, in a, in, a, in a good way. That um, it's kind of Nietzschean, you know. Like uh, I don't know, Alexander Bard, uh, we uh, Duke had in you know, uh, uh, and, and on on podcast oh, twice. Oh, I love him. We, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, uh, He actually mentioned that he's like a bit old school. Of course, he's like. Uh, I mean, uh, we, we love him, and uh, he's also very frank, so we can be frank. He's a bit older, so he's like kind of. Um, uh, he was attacking Monero, you know, like oh, but the Monero can't exist because I don't know the state will ban it uh, after after some time. But he would actually love uh, this lunar pu- uh, solar punk versus lunar park, uh, l- lunar punk distinction because uh, he likes these like Nietzschean kind of things and uh, the l- solar punk, as you describe it, it's kind of uh, platonic and he hates these like platonic kind of things like um you know, like um, just because he he kind of perceives that it's kind of like um." also a bit totalitarian, you know, like it's yep. too transparent. You want people to, I don't know, <laughs> live in the pots and eat the bugs. <laughs> so, you know, the, yep. the meme goes, the close uh, uh, Schwab meme. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it's kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, of course maybe you can have some pro- productive uh, Hegelian syntheses between these t- things or some mm-hmm. pragmatic ones, but it's definitely it's funny. <laughs> it's kind yep. of, you are kind of inviting like uh, uh, some kind of workout uh it's like proof of workout or something like please attack yeah. us <laughs> but it's also similar to like uh, the, the 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 peter teal the, his thesis about like the monopoly is good actually you know <laughs> because the, it, it kind of at least in my head it kind of connects uh, to this um i mean you are inviting competition but you are also kind of inviting regulation so it kind of um uh eliminates the weaker players and then you kind of you you could provide you could be like zero to one you know you can like achieve kind of monopoly let's say for monero or bitcoin uh because uh it i don't know it's just like maybe i'm wrong but i kind of connected it and i actually i can even connect connected with uh wokism as as a, some kind of like a shit filter you know like a shit test uh, it's like i think that's the term that actually alexander bard would use as well it's you know like uh, it's like some older women they usually they sometimes when you have like some new colleague we had the situation we ha- You have a new boss and uh, he's getting shit tested by these older women, you know, like uh, <laughs> who are there working there 20 years, like they're giving him lots of shit, you know, like, mm. I don't know, mm. just like talking, <laughs> talking badly about him, even in front of him. You know, so just like, but when you pass the the when you pass the test, then you you can be the boss, you know. Kind of, you know, it kind of eliminates yes. the weaker players. So I think it's uh, it's interesting to to observe this kind of dynamics. So, yeah, very very cool. I mean, a lot of thought provoking uh, things actually here with uh, uh, Lunar Park uh, L- Lunar <laughs> Punk.
0: punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, One one thing I would like to add uh, is that. Uh, both of these are actually kind of like uh, archetypal examples. So I'm not saying that Ethereum people are stupid at all, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, like there is a little bit of naivety in the community, but also they, uh, many of them understand that, that this is a problem. Um, another thing is that um, it's... Uh, uh it's transparent but it's not centralizing so so they uh they enjoy like many different uh, projects and uh, experimenting with solutions like even probably maybe more than uh bitcoiners or or monero people so i i just want to make clear that it's uh, it's kind of like an Extreme uh, archetypal example, like how how would you, you know, uh, put it in a picture or like write a Wikipedia entry of it? But of course uh, projects and humans are are complex and I want to recommend one more thing Um, The article that I mentioned mentioned by uh, by uh, Rachel uh, was turned into a very good video um, which is called uh, Lunar Punk and the Dark Side of the Cycle. You, you can find it uh, on uh, um, uh, on YouTube. I think it was made made by wreck uh, News, if I'm not mistaken, um, and it explains the concept uh, visually with animations and uh, it's uh, her reading the the article so it's uh, it's a really nice primer and it's much better than than uh, uh, my mo- my monologue uh, so go check it out it's one of the best videos I have seen uh, uh, this year and last year so I, I highly recommend checking checking it out so, sorry what's the name again just maybe to... lunar punk and the dark side of the cycle
1: Ah, nice, nice. Ah, okay, because of the bear, bear market, and that uh, invites the regulation. <laughs> the bear market invites. Okay, cool, cool. And uh, yeah, and now I forgot that the, that. Uh, the, yeah, but anyhow, yeah, but we are like, we are uh, poly poly numist here at least, like with with so of course. Uh, we we recognize like these kind of maybe weak weaknesses in the Ethereum people. We we here we like uh, also Solana, but for these educational purposes mostly, which maybe you would dis- disagree with strongly. I don't know, but like we are, you know. But uh, I like
0: uh, I like uh, in how many things it can break apart. So. <laughs> okay okay it's very
1: educational after ftx after ftx it was like a bit uh yeah it had uh, some kind of blow but we are, of course as also balaji says we are uh all Bitcoin, Bitcoin maximalists now. So, but we but we did many many things with Duke, also with uh, Bitcoin like getting some people in like Bitcoin Lightning. We we tried some things on, on on Solana. We we like it because we are cheap, you know. So it's like we don't like the high fees of Ethereum. So yeah, it's just like, and, and because for cheap. us it's just for educational purposes only. So we we just learn <laughs> we yes. we learn cheaply, you know. All yeah,
0: yeah. Only testnet coins, of course, because uh, you know mainnet coins are taxable so please don't <laughs> use main nets. it's very dangerous and uh, <laughs> uh, can mean tax liabilities <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, maybe... Maybe... yeah, yeah sorry yeah.
1: go
2: on yeah maybe because you mentioned about the bitcoin i'd like to close up or wrap up this conversation uh uh with some thought from uh you right on um biology bit signal bet and uh, hyper bitcoinization and maybe uh maybe you can tell your reason why you don't care b- that much if bitcoin will be adopted by big banks and or and uh, i mean the financial institution
0: yeah i think uh, um i think bitcoin is for the people who find value in it and, and it's the case for anything in the world so uh, uh so uh i think bitcoin solves a particular set of problems which is uh, of course the problem of uh, creating uh fake uh, units of account also called uh, monetary inflation or uh, money printing so that's one of the things that uh that uh, is sold by bitcoin and i think uh, another set of things uh, is uh, state attacks so uh, excessive taxation confiscation uh freezing of assets uh and uh Um, And then uh, then uh, things like extortion and and so on Um, Also capital controls Uh, So if you uh, if you look at uh, all these things uh, Combined uh, you could say it is uh, In a sense a product that is an insurance against the failure of the state financial system or the fiat system Uh, so not everyone Uh, Needs this and uh, uh, it's not because I would think that the state financial system will not fall but uh, not many people uh, Can afford it uh, or not all people can afford it not all people actually trust it uh, yet Uh, So I I don't think it's uh, It's wise to kind of Push it on people who don't feel value about it and, and would even be scared about it. So um, my goal to adoption is uh, uh, is uh, uh, basically talking to people who are interested in solving one of these problems that I mentioned and then explaining them how Bitcoin can help them in this case. Um, but it's not not for everyone yet. And uh, and I don't think uh, we should. Uh, we should push it on people because uh, for for an an example for me would be El Salvador. I don't think uh, that was uh, done well. Uh, like uh, uh, it's an experiment of forced tender. Uh, it's actually written in the law that if you are a merchant. Uh, you have to accept Bitcoin. It's not, uh, you know, we allow you to and, you know, you decide what is best for you. No, if you are a men- merchant, you have to take Bitcoin. Uh, they provide you a service that uh, will hedge the price in USD if you want, but, uh, but there is no way around it. And now imagine that you are someone who says, OK, I don't even trust the digital, you know, I want a paper with the, that American president. Uh, and uh, and i don't think uh, it's the government's business to uh, tell people what should they accept and uh, um what kind of money should they use so uh, if it's not government business it's certainly not my business <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, i think we should serve people rather than convert them like uh, like we are uh, well i'm not sure if we are not but we should not be a religion uh, that uh, um, uh, that has a, a kpi of how many people we convert uh, i don't think uh, it's uh, it's wise uh, to approach it i i think that bitcoiners should be proud and happy about uh, uh, the fact that they chose it and they have a reason and they understand what what they are doing um so for me, uh, the KPI is if it actually solves solves these problems, not uh, how many people adopt it, but if it uh, actually uh, saves you from the failure of the of the mainstream fiat financial system. Um, I hope it won't happen uh, with uh, Balaji and BitSignal. Uh, uh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Like I've I've been watching, of course, the failure of the banks, and uh, of course the inflation, and uh, even in Europe, uh, Balaji is not uh, talking about this that much. But uh, 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 but like uh, what the European Central Bank is doing with uh, uh, a tar- tar- targeted um, long-term uh, refinancing operation program, which is basically. Uh, printing money and giving it to corporations for bullshit projects uh, with negative interest rates. That's 300 uh, billion euros <laughs> Printed and uh, given to corporations. So they recycle paper and uh, whatever uh, Use less electricity or or less fossil fuels or something like that uh, So I think we have a problem. I don't uh, Know if uh, Bitcoin will solve it for uh, for me, so I should not uh, push it to people who don't believe it. So, uh, so my my KPI is not mainstream adoption. I think uh, only people who want to use Bitcoin should use Bitcoin.
1: So you are more like a Zoroastrian there, you know, like uh, it's like there. Okay, also uh, Alexander Bard is one. Uh, he's also Zoroastrian, but they're like you know, like no, he, he
0: he he invented his own religion.
1: I think no. so, yeah. Syntheism, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like the AI, <laughs> uh, AI kind of god. Uh, but uh, I, it's just a, like a nice thought experiment as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the, the point is, there are like hundred thousand all around the world. They're quite small a religion, but like they own like half of wealth of India, you know. Like the Parsi, uh, Parsis, like they're, the Indians or stream. So they are like few, but they are, they don't push their religion onto others, but they they're quite wealthy you know so maybe that's like your model probably there could be some middle way as well you know like to uh i don't know to grow also in population but maybe not put it not push it on to other uh, others like that much um well you
0: know, i'm yeah. talking and uh, writing books about it and and so on so i definitely want uh, people to be able to learn if that's what they want and if they if they can see value in it so first uh they need to be interested then uh then they need to understand it so like i'm not saying you know we should not uh preach <laughs> the word of satoshi i think we should but uh we should not force it on people That's that's what i'm saying and and really i understand that uh the men that it's not for for everyone and uh, and people uh, we should accept that people have different values different uh, things that are important for them uh, in life and uh, uh, and uh, I, I've I don't know if there was an example of uh, of uh, kind of uh, uh, more more preachy forcing uh, um uh, forcing, uh, um, let's say, uh, f- forcing of thoughts uh, on people that uh, that made the world uh, world actually better. I think it should uh, at least we should uh, meet in the middle uh, and not uh, not push uh, from one side.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, you right. uh, Our time together has been uh, truly enlightening. Thank you for Thank sharing you, uh... your insights on uh, post-COVID recovery, embracing crypto and tech, and the uh, opportunities presented by Longevity and Medical Tourism. It has been an absolute um, pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you as well. Uh, Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed listening to Mtamboday's podcast, don't forget to subscribe, give this episode a thumbs up, and be sure to come back uh, next week for another episode. Until then, this is Dukum Chambo and don't forget to do good always.